you don't, in Japan they have uh, adult nappies because they go on the bullet trains that last for ages and they just shit themselves in them. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite just good. That, right. I would shit myself so much if I could wear an apple nappy. <laughs> apple nappy? <laughs> an apple nappy. <laughs> that's who's going to invent now That's a premium nappy right there. Great. Very right. user-friendly. I just presume we're not going to have this in the pod, or are we? What do you think? Yeah, no, this is going to be the intro. Nice, okay. I ain't got nothing but love, Eight days ago. A long, long time ago. I can still remember when those geeks used to talk their words. And prior used to know shit all. And weeks used to know all of it all. And AJ was the guy in the middle. The one without a kid. But now they're back to talk to you about Batman and some Drake tunes. And here we go. It's time to listen to the Eight Days a Geeks. Can we agree to never do that again? I have so many questions about that. Yeah. I thought that was great. I thought oh. that, that was that was that so was awesome. many questions. Uh, and with me today, oh Jesus! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm AJ Jenks, and I'm here with Benjamin Pryor and Christopher Weeks. It's been a while. It's been a while since you've a long, heard our crispy. Long time ago. <laughs> sorry, since sorry. you've heard our crispy voices in your ear holes. Crispy. But we are back. To fill up your ear holes. Don't worry about that sound. Don't, <laughs> Don't worry about, about that, <laughs> that sound that just happened there. Just a very special guest. <laughs> just some stuff going on. A secret uh, guest. We have been away for. Is it about? Is it over a month? Uh, it's, it? Yeah, it's it's just over a month now. Do you, would you like to tell us the wonderful reason why, Chris? Yeah. Well, I mean, as you said in your beautiful opening song, you're the only one without any kids. I've got loads. Mm-hmm. Pryor and I have been copulating non stop with each other. Just to be clear. <laughs> and yeah, we've achieved the miracle. We've we've had children together. It's been wonderful. Again, uh, not not Chris and I. Oh sorry, no, no. Uh we've got I've got in my arms. <laughs> stop saying we've <laughs> sorry. Oh god. I can't laugh too much, it'll wake him up. I've literally got a little baby boy in my arms. There we are. Uh, who is my son, my second-born son. Thank God for that. <laughs> oh, boys, no, we can't. He's going to wake up. He's going to wake up. We can't have Who this. is my son? <laughs> oh, God, I didn't think this through. Intonation on point there. At least. Lovely. So his thing recently has been, he's been snoozing for like at least three hours in the evening until like one o'clock or two o'clock, and I've been working in this time this evening. It's now like 10 past 11. He's only just gone to sleep. He's yeah. mental. But it's also very Chris hot. Says, so. uh, I like the way Chris says recently, he's only just been born, mate. It's all relative. My all life right, has changed sure. an awful lot. Sure, and sure, sure. You forget, you know, having already had a child, you then forget what's like having a newborn <laughs> child. It's a bloody nightmare. Nightmare, yeah, yeah, is yeah. It, is, it, is it different this time or is it just the same hell? <laughs> oh, no, Stop. <laughs> stop. No, it's great. It's fabulous, obviously. 
He's saying that while <laughs> smiling through his teeth. I say that because it's like I'm being held hostage by him. <laughs> it's like uh, something will set him off and it might be me being rude about him and he'll wake up and be like, yeah. excuse me? Yeah. What's the matter with you? Anyway, me. that's well, why we've been and, away. Yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are here to start a very new thing, a place that we haven't touched before, a genre, well, a genre that we have touched, but a, a weird company. Weird thing to say. <laughs> a place we haven't touched before. Oh, gosh. A, a, a company that we haven't touched before, which is a rival company of, say, uh, Ben Pryor's favourite oh, He's going to uh, be livid. Company. We are moving over to the world of DC. And what does DC stand for, Ben? Dorling Kindersley. Donkey Kong with a C. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong with a C. He's in uh, Tokyo Drift. That's uh, that's a little reference there for you. I haven't seen it. Ah, uh, he says, "What does DK stand for?" He says, "I don't know, Donkey Kong." And it's actually for Drift King, and he's a uh, the king of drifting. There you are, people. Great. Okay. Well, here we are. Um, but uh, prior, how does how does it feel to to go into the DC world? See. People oh, so people think, know what we're doing. We're, we're doing Batman Begins. Just they, so. the, the title is written on the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you didn't true. have to interrupt me for that. I'm uh, sorry. People always think that if you're a Marvel fan, there's no way that you can possibly like DC. It's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. You don't yeah. like DC, though, do you? No, I do. I do. <laughs> I played DC Universe online for many years. I was a big fan. And you were a big fan, so you're not anymore. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, look, the cinematic universe has its faults. We all know that, okay? And we can't pretend that the last few years didn't happen and the mess of films that we've received from DC... Yeah, it's not been great. You know, no. Um, but it had some gems as well, and you know, one of which we're going to be talking about today. So, you know, it's going to be great. Cool. He sounds unsure. But yeah, you I'd know say. what? It's been a long He's time. So I might be wrong. A long, and long time ago. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Play it again. Let's oh. go again. Um, yeah, so Batman Begins. Uh, this film came out in 2005. So Very good. Did we all watch this in the cinema? Now, I did. I don't know if you boys would have done. No, I did. What's no, up with them? I said, that? now I did. Oh. Now? What do you mean, no. now I did? Now, I, okay, so... Really, it's a turn of phrase which suggests that I'm going to say something afterwards, which I would have f-ing got to oh. if, if you hadn't interrupted. Oh, by the way, by the way, James, you set a new record because in the introduction, I had to put a marker in. Oh. Unbelievable. He's only in, like, got one hand. Within he's 15 only... seconds, I've only got one hand. My other hand is occupied. Not in a, you know. Oh, for God. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh... <laughs> What were you saying? Yes, I saw it in the cinema. <laughs> did you boys see it in the cinema? No. Because you're, no, you're young. You I know, I said I did. Oh. So Pry yeah. didn't. Uh, I didn't see this in the cinema. I think I was probably too young to go on my own. I Maybe. Uh, 2005 was this. Yeah, I was 10. So, I mean, it's not really the best well, idea there, um, to go alone. Is there a what's name on this film? Excuse me. What's so is it is it a, is it PG, a rate, is Oh, it? a rating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is there a rating on this film? Uh, it's got to be more than PG. It's got to be like minimum sixteen. Oh, six. That isn't even a rating, isn't it? 
No, it's 15. 15. That's the one, yeah. That's what I mean. Minimum 16. <laughs> Minimum 12. Don't don't get those two numbers mixed up. I'll I be think... completely honest with you. So the thing about this film is that there's, there isn't like any gore in it at all or anything like that. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of suggestive of violence as well, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's very violent. It's not even suggestive of violence. <laughs> but like, there's, no, there's no blood or injuries or anything like that. Yeah. I suggest violence. It's like I'm Batman appears and then it cuts. And then you just see someone who's been beaten up, and they're like, oh, he must have beaten them up. That, that, that would have been cool to see. <laughs> can't wait for the sequel. Can't do that. It's got a, it's got a 12 rating on it. You can't see that. Yeah. Then we cut, oh, God. You just see the punch um, start to be thrown. They're like, cut. <laughs> Gotta show this. Do you see um, the fight sequences? No. No. No one did. need to. Thank God. I, th- I think it's I think it's PG. PG? Yeah, like tips. Lovely. The little monkey, yeah. Love him. Um, <laughs> I'm just got my beady eye on you, Brian. Hey, listen, it's a little knitted oh, monkey. It, it's suitable for okay. ages eight and over. <laughs> it's with Johnny Vegas. Okay, is that is that PG eight and over? I think it's PG. I thought PG. Were, well, yeah, it can't be twelve. Twelve A is you can see it. That's like a twelve A PG. I don't know. It's a mixture of well, the, the two. There's like twelve A and PG. Then PG thirteen, then fifteen. PG thirteen. That's American. Oh, is that twelve for us then? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's the time difference. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Nice one. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I could feel that one coming, and I was like, really "Oh my god, good. can I get it out in time?" It's clever. We don't do clever uh, here. We're not used to it. We need to turn it down a bit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Let me um, put the baby for- on the mic. <laughs> From what I say, it's there eight is. plus. There he is. <laughs> oh, ah, ah. <laughs> um, yeah, from what I say, it's eight plus. Now, this angers Chris. What I'm about to say. God, what? But um, me and Ben, the last time we saw this, was in 2005. Yeah. Well, you say that. I do. James, did you see it in the cinema? I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. I, yeah, I watched this whole trilogy in the cinema. In 2005. So, Brian, when did you sit? So, you saw it on DVD or something? Yeah, I, I, uh, I think I still had the DVD. It was one of those... Do you remember so those boxes where you have a clip that you have to open and it's like yeah. kind of cardboard? It was one of those ones that I got. It's really cool. That is cool. So, where you bought this as like a gift because someone was like, oh, Ben's into superheroes and whatever? Exactly, yeah. Um, and I, I think I have the whole trilogy but separately. And, yeah, I watched it quite a lot when I was younger but it's been a long time very long interesting. time interesting mm. interesting well, but, so yeah any reason for that in particular like you don't di- obviously you don't dislike the film will no definitely not no it's just trilogy. one of those things I think um, like I have Batman and Robin on DVD I loved that Jesus when I was younger Christ I didn't really all, did love but... it um, but then you can't really compare the two obviously but uh, I guess it's kind of in my mind with films that I saw when I was younger that I've got on DVD so I knew that I watched it a million times when I was younger so I don't really feel like I need to watch it again now because it's kind of it's like saying oh I need I know Jenks will hate me here but like saying I need to rewatch episode 3 of Star Wars like we've all got it on DVD and we saw it maybe hundreds of times in our childhood like we know what happens oh there you go Yeah. yeah Jenks, well, does that um, upset you? Or? No. He knows it's a little no, bit true. A little bit true. It's a little bit I true. I mean, I'll be honest. I used to watch... There was a point during drama school where I would watch Revenge of the Sith every night. Oh, God. 
That is a little bit mental. And it, it, it must have gone on for about... Was it like comfort when you were at drama school? Because drama school is famously yeah. tough. I think it, was, it, for, it went on for about five months. I remember getting into bed and always putting it on. Five months? It must have gone on for that long. Did that you, is a bit you, crackers. I, I take it you weren't like consciously watching it all. It was just in the background, right? Yeah, I think it was a comfort. I think it was a comfort thing, though. All I right. think it was that. Yeah. But I, I, I wanted to ask you guys just before we get into this film. Please. Um, <clears throat> so obviously, the Batman franchise has been pulled and put in many different places. Yeah. Uh, we had the 90s Batmans, which I'd, I'd love to know what your guys' opinions are. With obviously, as you mentioned, Batman and Robin. we got Batman Forever as well. Yeah. And and those films and stuff and and the Tim Burton's as well, Batman Returns and Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Batman Returns and Batman. So we've got all you know. We've got the Penguin, we've got Riddler, we've got Two Face, we've got all those lot that come in Poison in Ivy, the nineties. Po- Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy and Bane. Yeah, amazing. Bane's there. Yeah, I forgot that. He's he's interesting. And uh, obviously, <laughs> that scene Catwoman used to scare the hell out of me you know the Bane transformation yeah it used to absolutely terrify me I watched it back recently and just cracked up laughing it's ridiculous but it used to really scare me um, and I have a lot of fond memories of all these old films yeah um, yeah. so I, I don't know whether yeah it's one of those well, things that, 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 that's what I was going to say because this is everyone remembers the Dark Knight trilogy as no one will say one bad word about it because it's a Dark Knight trilogy you d- yeah. Sometimes you don't even think of it as Batman because it is directed by Chris Nolan. That's this crazy, incredible director. Yeah. But you know, did you guys love those films in the nineties? The those ones. So I had the VHS of Batman Forever. You know, the Val Kilmer one with Tommy Lee Jones yeah. and Jim Carrey. I thought it was awesome. Like I thought it was so, so, so good when I was growing up. Um, I suppose what it came out in ninety five. So I, we must have got it in 95 or 96 or something so I was l- watching it when I was under 10 which mm. is like the perfect audience and it seemed like the stereotypical and it still sort of does like that one and Batman and the Robin are like the stereotypical comic book movie films like style for me Yeah. and everything since has been sort of a, a step away from that into the more serious um, just like starting with X-Men and going backwards with Fantastic Four and then coming back together with uh, this trilogy but I mean I love them I never saw Batman and Batman Returns until I was older but mm. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin at the time I thought were really cool yeah I, was, I put uh, this in the same sort of category as the old Christopher Reeve Superman films it's what I grew mm. up with and I love the Christopher Reeve Superman films even now I think they're excellent yeah. and he's great to be fair he is yeah. so good and he is who I think of when I think of Superman and yeah. you know Absolutely love Cavill, he's fantastic, but still, Christopher Reeve is who I think of when I think yeah. about Superman. So it's yeah. kind of in the same, for me, in my mind space, it's in the same area as Batman and Robin and, and the older films. Yeah. So who is your Batman? Christian Bale. 100% Christian Bale. Brian? Oh, yeah, same for me. I mean, I think for most people our age, it will be. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. a bit like Bond, like mm. the um the Bond films going from the the campy, um, very obviously the two are, are sort of intrinsically related because of when one came after the other, it's like Batman suddenly went straight and suddenly went gritty, and Bond did exactly the same thing. 
mm. like with the rise of Bourne and stuff like that you know it's all of a sudden like they took themselves seriously instead of being a bit of a farce and so all of a sudden you had I mean if we, if we obviously we'll talk about the casting in the Dark Knight trilogy but my mm. god all of a sudden the actors who came in not that Val Kilmer is a bad actor like obviously they're great actors and Tommy Lee Jones and people like that and George Clooney for god's sake but my god champagne casting Jenks it is indeed and no nipples no on nipples a, on our Dark Knight Batman which at first saddened me did it? I like did. to know the I like nipples. to know I'd like to see those nips. You like to know see, what Val- you're in store for, don't you? Exactly. Val Kilmer is still fighting in my head for Batman. Oh, really? I think I, I think he's really good. But I adored Batman Forever. I thought it was so good. It's so sad to know now that Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey hated each I know, other so funny? much. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't sanction your other. buffoonery. Isn't that what you said? Yeah. Such an unbelievable quote. It's just like, oh, okay. I would have thought you would have kind of got him, considering what then he did, like the Men in Black films yeah. and stuff like that. And and Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face is insane, brilliant. But like when he, he flips the coin, but like his, it's like pantomime acting. Like he's very committed, mm. so he pulls it off. But it's not like he's he's doing a straight laced, beautifully nuanced performance. He's insane. Yeah. So I don't know where he gets off really talking about Jim Carrey like that. Yeah, Jim Carrey's all just trying to top him all the time, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. it's very different to the Dark Knight Two Face. Very, very different. Yeah, like, who we we barely see. My God, that's quite harrowing. But let's uh, let's go into the world then, Chris. Yeah. Uh, you're well, taking us through this one. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, like you said, um, the previous film to this was Batman and Robin. That was in 1997, and it's sort of universally derided uh, these days. And just like prior, like I used to. I, I really enjoyed it and I went and saw it in the cinema and stuff like that uh, so I would have been seven when I saw it in the cinema so like the perfect age for that sort of ridiculousness mm. but um, obviously it was a, it was a bit of a flop the one line that really sticks out is um, Arnie saying you're not sending me to the cooler yeah <laughs> I've never forgotten that line since yeah. I was seven years old to be fair he's, a de- he's decent as Mr. Freeze he's great I mean it's, it's never going to be it's not his fault is it it's no the ridiculous situation um, mm. but let, let's set the scene a little bit so it's 2005 so we've had the Bourne films we've had the X-Men films um, so X-Men obviously had a little bit of the champagne casting thing going on mm-hmm. which was I don't know it's, it's a tricky one because it's sort of unusual but you had Ian McKellen and um, uh, Pat Stewart pa- Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart I was going to say Patrick Moore I was like not Patrick Moore no <laughs> so they were in there the beautiful actors Patrick Moore <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Patrick Swayze would have been great as well oh yeah oh Roadhouse so you had those guys in there um, brilliant actors very well respected and brought it up a notch then the Bourne films come along and they bring this sort of gritty realism uh, to the spy genre and then Christopher Nolan comes along so do you boys know much about Christopher Nolan do, have you ever seen the films that he made before Batman what did he do? He, he made do a it? film. He made three films. Only three films before Batman. He made Following, Memento, and Insomnia. And I have Mem- seen all three. Memento is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They're all. They're, I mean, they're all really good, but they're not big budget. They're like art house sort of really, really small films. Mm. And the thing about Chris Nolan, which is really interesting, is that he 
wasn't particularly interested in Batman at all. He loved the TV series, adored the old 60s TV series, so much so that he watched it for 10 years after it stopped airing because he was in love with it. But he had no idea that Batman in the comics was this like dark and gritty character. So he wasn't particularly interested in doing a film because he was like, oh, well, I mean, I, the TV show is perfect, so I don't want to do it. But he did want to make Inception. Like that was the next film on his list. And he didn't want to use any CGI. He wanted to do it all practical. So it was going to cost a fortune and he couldn't get any studios to sign off on it. So he agreed to do Batman Begins. That is the only reason it was leveraged to get them to finance Inception, wow. which is unbelievable. And so he, yeah. they had this amazing casting process, obviously. And uh, Henry Cavill was up for Batman. Did you know that? I Imagine that. Would, yeah, I saw him. I saw him do a little. It was also Killian Murphy was up for it as well. He was and yeah, and um, Christopher Nolan fell in love with Killian Murphy, understandably, because he's absolutely as, awesome, as we all do. He's such a beautiful man. And Killian Murphy came out recently and said, um, "Did he? He was he yeah, really <laughs> a big surprise. Really no need." Yeah. But he came out and was talking about the Batman films and saying, you know, he was he did audition for Batman once upon a time, but he didn't think he could have like Christian Bale was was the Batman of of the noughties, mm. which is only fair. But he was fantastic in these films as well. Yeah. And yeah, I suppose and, this is this is when we get to know Christopher Nolan's casting. Yeah, absolutely, because Michael Caine works with him for the first time and then never stops working with yeah. him. <laughs> But Michael Caine wanted to work with Chris Nolan. It wasn't even the other way around. He like I love he'd that. seen the films. He knew him as a writer and as a director. He thought he was really clever and he wanted to work with him. Um, That's rad. Christian Bale knew uh, he knew the comic Arkham Asylum, like he knew it very very well. And a friend of his had lent it to him, and it I think he lent it to him either at the end of the nineties or the beginning of the noughties. And so he let his agent know that if a Batman film was ever cast, he wanted to be in the room. Like that was based on that mm. comic alone because he was like, this is awesome. I absolutely have to be a part of it. And um, so he went into the room and all of a sudden he became the front runner and obviously took the part. And all of a sudden we get this this film and uh, Christopher Nolan sat them all down in front of Blade Runner and was like, right, watch this. This is how we're going to do Batman. The most unbelievable thinking. And like so sort of off the wall to suddenly strip it back because obviously we had the Batman of Batman and Robin who could do anything and did ridiculous things and campy things and all of a sudden we had this very real world Batman mm. and also an interesting decision to never have him like he doesn't there are no other un, no other superheroes in this universe in Nolan's universe you know like mm. Batman is the first one and he's the only one because it's not really a hero's universe it's just the real world and he happens to exist in it and he had this idea to harness his own fears have you seen um, there's a great behind the scenes of when he got cast mm. because when Christian Bale got cast he was only about 11 stone yeah for The Machinist yeah so that's an just, amazing film as well he'd just done The Machinist or was mid filming it and was yeah. like no I can do it so Christopher Nolan was like right well you have to bulk up You've got three months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, such and, a short amount of time. And then he comes in apparently and he's like, and uh, Christopher Nolan's just said, yeah, you've bulked up way too much. There's yeah. no muscle there. You're just, you're you're just, just fat. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're a and mess. Like, I think yeah. it was like three weeks where he had to get like cut in shape for it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Christian Bell, when you actually look at his, I'm just on his IMDb now, and there's so many films where I'm like, oh my god you're like 10 stone in that film oh my god you're like yeah. 30 stone in that film 
Well, then he went, he did The Dark Knight and then he did The Fighter, which is the one he got his Oscar for. Mm. And he was tiny for that. And then he had to bulk up for The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. and then did... Um, Insane. What is it? What's... Uh, it's not The Big Short. Well, yeah, The Big Short he had to put on a load, uh, yeah. loads of weight. And he did but, um, um, the Dick American Cheney Hustle. film. Oh, American Hustle. Yeah, that was American good. Hustle, where he, I think he was about 35 stone. Can you... I mean, the st- what he's put his body through. And he's in um, Love and Thunder. Yeah. How cool is that? I mean, that is going to I'm be... already excited for that film, but my God. They just finished wrapping as well. Sorry, they just yeah. wrapped up filming, sorry. <laughs> just finished <laughs> finish doing that. Finished wrapping yeah. it up. Christian, that was a great wrap. We've got everything we need. You can leave the studio. No, I'm going to tell Ben that we're done. <laughs> they actually finished their rap debut video they're doing together. It's quite good. Oh, wow. Can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. E.T. and Christian Bale. Yeah. What a, a duo. But, yeah. So we get this uh, origin story of Batman. That's what they decided to do. Before we jump in, the, the one other really interesting thing is, you know Joel Schumacher, who directed Batman Forever and then Batman and Robin? He yeah. wanted to do a reboot after Batman Forever because he told the studio that it had got too insane yeah. and too... Uh, and too campy. I keep on using that word, but that's the word everyone uses about yeah, Batman. That, I think that's how it is. And he he wanted to do the reboot, and he wanted to do a gritty reboot, and he asked them to do it, and they were like, nope, do something that will sell toys. Wow. It's the George it's, Lucas, the worst of George Lucas coming yeah. out. It's like, um, well, it's like, oh, what's his name? What's his, I literally just had his name, and now it's gone. Batman. <laughs> Who? The director. That did, Christopher um, Nolan. No. Oh, no, um, Joel Schumacher. No, Michael Schumacher. Schumacher. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's the guy. Uh, no, what's the name? The George the Lucas, really, the really dark version. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah, it's like Tim Burton just takes it dark and just, but makes it weird. Yeah, Tim Burton tw- is a twisted filmmaker, yeah. definitely. And it's like you expect to see something gritty, but it's never realistic. It's always yeah beyond the realms of fantasy, kind of thing. Yeah, we're getting beyond the realms of fantasy now, Jones. <laughs> it's a Dad's Army reference for you, probably. Thanks, thanks. That's a weirdly specific quote from Jenks there. I don't think I've said that. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Like, since I last watched that Dad's Army episode. That's Ridiculous. Insane. It's a I classic. As soon as I see your face, Chris. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, just but lads, come on. The time has come. The time has come to dive in. So, the film opens, and it starts with the beautiful bat symbol being formed by bats which is a cool place to start and then we start with this young Bruce Wayne and the young uh, girl we don't know who the girl is we assume it's Bruce Wayne but uh, it's Rachel Dawes of course who's later to be played by I'm in love with Katie Holmes (laughs) I'm in love with Katie Holmes (laughs) I've never seen her in anything else I don't think and yet obviously I know exactly who she is because she was married to Tom Cruise which is just mad but they're um, that interview is weird oh my god that (laughs) I mean, the man is bizarre. <laughs> bizarre. Anyway, but uh, they're in Wayne Manor and he nicks uh, an arrowhead that they found or something like that and he runs away and he goes off and hides and uh, he goes into the greenhouse and he rests on this bit of wood and like ducks down from view and he falls through the wood and he falls down and oh, well, I mean, he falls a long way. It so is. It's like 30, 40, 50 feet and he seems like he's pretty much fine. He's not really worried about having broken all of his limbs. He's just worried about the... <laughs> unbelievable number of bats which have yeah. which Man suddenly appear his broken legs he just can't deal with them bats yeah, yeah. he just doesn't like he doesn't like bats right what's the problem i mean so it probably that's won't have... how he became the bat. 
No, it's, it's not even Batman. It's just a, an aside, you know. But yeah, Bruce is very upset about that and he's he's terrified by what's going on. And we cut away and we meet the older Bruce Wayne. So he's in his late 20s. He's like 28, 29, something like that. And I mean, he looks, you know, he's not he's not the snappiest dresser. He's not the George Clooney Bruce Wayne, it has to be said. And he's in prison. Uh, he's in Bhutan and he's in prison. And he goes out into his courtyard and he's attacked by a bunch of the other prisoners and he can like he's an unbelievable fighter and he takes them all down himself and eventually he gets subdued and he gets put into solitary confinement and guess who bloody turns up champagne casting Liam Neeson so Star Wars has just finished Revenge of the Sith mm. has just finished and here's Liam Neeson ugh I mean he's a what? classy bit of casting no? I mean if you do what want do you anyone to come and visit you in prison it's Qui-Gon Jinn isn't it? absolutely Absolutely. What, what do you think of his facial hair? I, I think it's cool. I mean, it's accurate. Like it? to, it's accurate to the comics of Rachel Ghul anyway. Like it is yeah. how he would have had it. It's like a hint, isn't it? Because obviously he doesn't introduce himself as. Russell well, no. He, so he's pretending to be someone different at this point, isn't he? Yeah, Ducard. Yeah, and but he says Captain that he represents. Ducard. Yeah, absolutely. He represents uh, Razal Ghul in the League of Shadows. And he says, I can offer you a path to true justice in his classic Liam Neeson beautiful tones. I mean, it's and a really cool uh, entrance for Liam Neeson. Like, he's he's had his fair share of cool opening scenes, but this is up mm. there. It is. He's already in the cell, which is the coolest thing. He's just in the shadows and he pops out and it's like, <laughs> okay, wow, hello. Fair enough. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, um, yeah, Bruce Wayne is like, yeah, I mean, this sounds really good. I, I really fancy doing that. So he leaves the prison... That isn't verbatim the lines, just for listening. Yeah, yeah. Scene. And then he's just like, he checks out. It's basically a hotel. Checks out of the prison. And he's like, right, fine, I'm on my way. And he goes to Tibet and he goes to the Himalayas and finds his way up the mountain uh, and finds his way to this monastery, this awesome wooden monastery up on the, on the hill. And he seems to have found uh, Razagul. And then he's surrounded by uh, warriors because obviously you can't just walk in on this incredibly dangerous man and the head of the secret society. And so here's Qui-Gon Jinn again and Qui-Gon says, what are you after? And Bruce Wayne says, uh, he seeks the means to fighting justice. He wants to turn fear against those who prey on the fearful. And that is a quote. And he had to collect he, he opens this. With, what are you after? Like a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> what are you I, after? I, what, what, what are you after? What can I get you to bring you to the... What's your poison? Top of, what top can I do for you? I'm the nearest dealer. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to get anything else. Uh, but he's... <laughs> ridiculous. I can't laugh, boys. How many times? Sorry, yeah, yeah. We've got to be serious. Is I he forget. still there? Have you not put him down on the floor? No. We haven't <laughs> taken a break, have we? <laughs> we don't usually take a break. What were you planning to do? <laughs> yeah, well, I've decided that it's riskier to put him down, so I'm just going to hold him like this. Yeah, I just need, I need one hand, don't I? Mm. Uh, anyway... Uh, Qui-Gon is like much fear I sense in you <laughs> and he tells him he has to master his own fear to manipulate the fear in others and then he attacks him and obviously Ducard he takes him down like he's he's a really really cool fighter and I love the way that they fight in this film uh, I think it's called flash fighting the style that they do it's not really anything that we've seen before in Batman uh, or really in, in film before like it's not it's the Bourne sort of style but it's his own style as well, you know. And uh, he asks him, what do you fear? 
And of course, we know what Bruce fears because we saw him fall down the well. And then Thomas Wayne. <laughs> I hate Wells. He hates Wells. Thomas. He hates Wells. Wells. <laughs> he comes, he comes uh, abseiling down and he gets rescued. And then we meet Michael Caine. Boys, Michael Caine is Alfred. Master Bruce. Took quite a fall, didn't we, Master Bruce? Master Wayne, are you coming back to Gotham? And, and there's that wonderful quote from his dad. And he says, why do we fall? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. It's the simplest quote in the world, but it's beautiful. You've lived by that one, haven't you? I really have. Look at me now. <laughs> Look he's at te- me now. He's teaching his, uh, his kid that at the moment. So he's just yeah. chucking him on the ground. It's going, to be fair, it's going extremely well, except when he doesn't sleep. Uh, but then he keeps chucking him on the so still with the, the why kids. do we fall oh, we're an idiot <laughs> oh, we can't it's gonna can't wake speak. him he's a month old he can't <laughs> bloody speak <laughs> yeah he can speak but a bit like Ray Winston like shut up what's the matter with you then pick me up anyway they go on the monorail 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 <laughs> and they go into uh, Gotham City and they're like oh we'll go to the opera that could be cool they take this poor young boy who's just fallen down a well. Like, oh, the opera will sort you out, mate. Don't you worry. Everyone you... knows. <laughs> it's like a young boy that's sad. Yeah, he needs to be taken to the opera. If he's got a fever, put him in ice. If he's really cold, make him warm. If he's fallen down the well, <laughs> take him to the opera. <laughs> and they go to see this uh, this opera, which is I can't remember what it's called. It's called um, Mephistopheles or something like that. And it's about the devil. And there's loads of bats on the stage. I mean, what are the odds? The, the worst thing that he needs to see. It's a I think his, I think his dad was having him on. He's like, ah, oh, I know what will help you. Take you to the, uh, the opera. And she, and then his wife's like, no, do you know what they're showing this week? Uh, no, we'll take him, take him to yeah. the opera. Then you have a look. And he gets gets the opera, yeah. has a look, and he goes, yeah. What do you think of that, eh? Yeah, <laughs> Alfred's just giving him a little nudge. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, Thomas. That's a good that's a good joke there. That's fair it's enough. Great. You're gonna get that. Really kid. good. <laughs> yeah, that all coming, didn't they? But um obviously Bruce isn't he's not in love with the bats on stage. He doesn't really like that. So he's like, oh, he's having leave. a little fit. He's in going, the seats. He's going a bit mad. He's not having a fit. <laughs> well, <no. I> mean, <laughs> he's not he's not he's I mean this is two thousand and five, come on. Yeah. The world isn't in that place. But uh, he asked his dad, oh, you know, could we go? And his dad's like, yeah, no worries. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right then, mate. Yeah. Well, well, what's freaking you out? Is it the bats? Is it? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we can't have this. I remember and when you said you fell down the well pretty much and you saw all of those bats and they scared the shit out of you. Dad, well, that was today. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't was it? it? Today? It, it feels was. like years ago. <laughs> I've drank a lot. I've drank a lot. <laughs> Martha's been going around with bloody Alfred every night. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but yes, they leave the opera house and they leave by like the fire exit or something. So they come crashing out into this Why? dark alley. So I've always wondered this. Dreadful <laughs> idea. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? Can we leave, Dad? Yeah, yeah. Out the fire exit. I fancy a challenge. See, I think what it. I think what it was is that they actually entered through the fire exit. They didn't pay for tickets, and they had to. Ah, yeah, uh, right. yeah. You think they second halfed it? Yeah. But then also he, he 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 stole a hot dog in the way in, and he couldn't, you know, face in the. Uh, what do you call them? The uh, ashes. Person working at the hot yeah, dog stand. Couldn't couldn't face <laughs> looking at them, you know. What the guilt of it? 
Yeah, the guilt of staying a hot dog, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't Thank go you. out there, Bruce. I can't. We've got to go out there. But, Dad, I'm... Just, all right, I'm fucking go out the fire exit, for <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> Jesus, Bruce. He's like but that, though. Dad, we're, we're, on, we're on the second story. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> you just fell down 30 feet. You're going to be fine. <laughs> Why do we fall? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> He's kicking off. Here we go. He's no, he, he just answered it. Yeah. Why do we fall? It's fine. I just I taped his mouth closed, so right. I can't speak properly. Anyway, they leave via the fire exit, which seems like a mistake, but it's fine. And uh, they run into this lovely man on the street, who's like, "Give me all your money. Give me your wallet. Give me your necklace. Give me all that stuff." Lovely. And Thomas is pretty chilled about this. It has to be said. Like mm. Thomas Wayne is a pretty chilled guy. He's like, "It's fine. It's okay." And then I can't remember why the guy guy freaks out. Is it because of Martha? I think it is. And he shoots her and then he shoots Thomas. And then the last thing that Thomas Wayne says to Bruce is, don't be afraid. Well, of wait, course he's going to be afraid. I, I think, <laughs> think it's of actually, the day yeah. he's had. So, so Thomas is being calm about it, but then he actually tries to get the gun off of this uh, criminal, doesn't he? And then oh, do you think so? I think it's when he's holding the gun with two hands and that's when he gets shot, I believe. Or um, maybe My son disagrees it. with you. He does disagree. I might be remembering it wrong. I'll have to check that while, while we're doing this. But um, nice. I thought that was it. And then he then shot. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. He de- he, like her killing is quite brutal. Her killing is a bit um, winter soldiery, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's what I was, I, was, I was about to say that. So obviously in the Marvel Universe, we go to... Iron Man and his parents and what type any louder there bro. Yeah, wow that is <laughs> sorry boys <It's> like, <laughs> sorry just that's sorry, your yeah. 90s typing jinx yeah. isn't it yeah I'll well, just find new, out um, for you I've got this new <laughs> 60s half eggshell keyboard and it's just oh, I love those yeah that 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 Oh bloody hell! How many there's do I need to say? Do you know <laughs> the guy that the guy that killed Bruce Wayne's parents is called Joe Chill? Yeah, <laughs> it may. Yeah, chill. He's got, he's got no the, chill. The act, the it's actor that plays him, he is in a Marvel film. Yeah, it's uh, Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. What's he in? Pre pre uh, Super Soldier Serum though. Oh yeah, gotcha. He's that one. I don't know. Think about it, or type in really loudly and see if you can. Work out what it Give is. Give me one second, fellas. And yet your keyboard is really loud, so there's no need to like pretend. I don't know. I don't know why I did that. I, I don't know that. why I did that. Anyway, uh, look, I think we can. It doesn't matter who played him. It doesn't matter who he is or what happened. Thomas is dead. Martha's dead. All right, it's happened, and it's brutal and it's horrible. Martha. And Martha's vineyard. And yeah, and the last thing we hear is don't be afraid. That's what Thomas says to Bruce. Then we cut to this awesome training montage with mm. uh, Ducard and Bruce Wayne. And I love the uh, swords that they fight with, the ninja swords, because they're not katanas, you know, the mm. curved samurai blades. They're shorter in there. I can't remember exactly what they're called. Um, they've got a special name and they are absolutely awesome. And they, he, it's, it's all very Star Wars, really. Like the robes are very Star Wars. Obviously, mm. they're fighting with swords. And I think having just come out of Revenge of the Sith, I was a bit like, I'm so ready to see this. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I need more it's sword all, fighting. It's just kind of full black, isn't it? With like a bit of body armor and stuff. Hold it on, is. mate. 
I just uh, rewatched the death scene as well, by the way, boys. It's worse than we could have ever imagined. What, just it now? Is, just now, yeah, yeah. It is, um, <laughs> just, sorry everyone, I just, uh, I was concentrating on the pod, just so you all know. <laughs> it actually is, he's holding this revolver, he's very nervous, he's shaking, and he's holding it towards Thomas, and then he says, give me a wallet, and then Thomas drops his wallet, and he picks it up while maintaining eye contact, then points the gun at his wife, Bruce's mum, and then says, now give me your necklace, and then Thomas just jumps in front of her, and he just shoots him. So it's entirely his fault. Absolutely his fault. Does it go through him and kill the mum as well? No. It's a hell of a gun. That would be good. a magnum. No. That would be good. Actually, it's similar to a magnum. It's that sort of like revolver style, but uh, very cool. I take it all back, Jenks. I (laughs) apologise. What? It wasn't. Don't worry, worry, mate. Did I say it wasn't? It was a delicious magnum. Yeah, they are nice to us. Oh, I love a magnum, mate. Love a feast. I love them. Lovely. The uh, salted caramel ones they've just brought out are delicious. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started. Anyway, uh, so they're in this awesome training sequence and they're fighting on this frozen lake. Now, you know that old uh, Nolan loves the practical effects, so they Mm. were on a frozen lake and apparently they could hear the the ice cracking beneath them uh, as they were finishing up and the next day the lake was completely gone, like it had melted. So, I mean, just imagine. But he... um, so Bruce falls through the the uh, ice because Ducard weakens it with his sword, and it's absolutely awesome. And then they sit in front of a fire, and he says, um, "Rub your chest; your arms will take care of themselves." Which apparently is a load of nonsense. Absolutely, like that, that is they're not fur- a thing at all. They're further away from your heart, where the warmth of your blood is pumping through. They're going to be the last things to get. Bloody warm. who's Bloody Doctor Pryor over here! Hey, listen, I know is, circulation. Okay, his his brother's a bloody um a weightlifter, any so, but he tells you all about this stuff. Oh, I bet he does. I know it all. You little nerds, nerds everywhere. <laughs> anyway, don't what's going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. And uh, just going to tuck into a biscuit, boys. <sighs> What You're biscuits are you having these biscuits. days? Well, I'm really glad you've asked, Chris, because Fox have brought out their party favourites. Um, so if you take a little ganders in here, mate, you'll be able to see the sort of party favourites we have on offer today. Is that a bit of Tupperware as well that you got there? Yeah, it is. It's a lock-safe one, so it keeps them fresh. Um, yeah, keeps prying hands out. Yeah. Oh, Excuse the uh, party rings. Do you know we've got some party rings in there? Yeah, that's quite, it's quite loud. Um, yeah, we've got these little jammy suckers. We've got some bourbons, some custard creams, uh, Delicious. chocolate chip cookie, all sorts, mate, really. Well, what are you going to go for? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I'm going to probably go straight for the Bourbon. chocolate chip cookie. Oh, the chocolate cookie. chip cookie. Delicious. Uh, we've now come to one of the greatest lines in the whole film, which is when he's talking about his wife, and uh, he says, she was... Taken from me. <laughs> Just a trailer for Taken, which came out three day, three years later. Three days later. Three days later, mate. It's a very busy year for <laughs> wow. Liam Neeson. Very busy. Good God. Uh, yeah, he was in three days later. Yeah, don't worry about that. Uh, it's a very boring film, that one. Oh, it's, God, it, yeah. it's, it's still just pandemonium. There isn't really storylines in three days later. It's oh, great. God, yes. You were right. Everything. Who, me? Or Pride? Yeah, I thought you'd just seen something and went, oh, yeah, God. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Look at her butt. Look at her butt. Anyway, uh, so they, they're doing all this wonderful training, and then Bruce is, like, his final test 
is that he has to execute a murderer who they've like captured and they've got there and he has mm. to kill him sort of outright uh, and it reminds me I've been rewatching Game of Thrones boys sort of passively and it reminds me of um, you know the, te- the not they're not tests per se but like Jon Snow has to kill um, whatever the hell that guy's name is who was the, the captain of the guard Janos uh, Slint Janos yes. Slint yeah. yeah he has to cut off his head obviously Ned is always cutting people's heads off until he has his own cut off and it's this thing where I mean I can hear Pry just munching away (laughs) it's revolting so loud people tune in for that yeah yeah make a joke tune and chew but uh, trying to ignore the horrible noise listen I've finished it dreadful Oh, he actually has. I didn't think he would have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. Uh, so we've got this awesome sequence where he decides he's not going to execute this this guy who's not innocent. He's a murderer, but he's like, I won't kill him in cold blood. That's his thing. And instead he goes absolutely insane and starts attacking everyone else. Yeah, he does. Really good. So I, I watched a, just a little rundown because I haven't watched this in ages. Can you give me that and, rundown? And literally the guy that talks about it goes, I don't really understand the full motive here. <laughs> Yeah, because but he, he loses it. <laughs> instead of like cutting off his head, he takes that red hot poker, chucks it up into the gunpowder. Yeah. It's like, let's do this instead. <laughs> and and then the guy that he thinks is like Razagul, then it all falls on him and kills him. Yeah, and it's just a bit. It's a bit like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's a little bit crazy. Like I get that they're going to attack him, but like well, these... isn't isn't the idea that they want they plan to go to Gotham City and yeah. completely kill everyone? Yeah, they, yeah, that's exactly it. They want to create chaos and murder everyone there and then sort of start again. That's sort of the plan. And in, but in, it, it's still instead of him just talking to them, he just thinks, "Well, I better kill them all." Yeah, it's the logical step. Always. Uh, but yeah, it's crackers. Of course, we've also been introduced to this um, hallucinogenic blue flower, uh, which is the one that he rescued from the side of the mountain and he had to bring up to them. And it is a hallucinogen. And so he sort of encountered his fear of bats yeah. whilst training. And um, so we, we're, we're introduced to that, which of course becomes an important plot point later on. But yeah, he fights Razagul. Razagul seems quite good but suspiciously not like the head of this secret organization. Like You would expect him to be unbelievably awesome, and he's not as good as Ducard. Suspicious. Uh, and he rescues the unconscious uh, Ducard from the wreckage. And you remember he's sliding down the mountain, and he manages to yeah. do that horrible... Like, he gets his um, forearm talons, whatever the hell you would call those, and he gets them into the mountain and gets... The, like the jerk to his shoulder as he goes over the edge I can remember it um, very well it must be horrendous uh, and he rescues him and he leaves him with the locals and he's like oh, take care of him you know do the right thing it'll be nice it'll be absolutely nice dinner's at eight um, yeah 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 <laughs> don't don't give him any carbs though because he's all about fitness these and days don't feed him after midnight <laughs> yeah Oh, speak of the devil. And there he is. There he is. Uh, And so in the meantime, Bruce, the younger Bruce Wayne, the one who before his uh, world journey, before he went traveling, you know, as they do, he came back to Gotham from university and he went to uh, the hearing of Joe Chill, prize mate, uh, 
because Joe Chill is going to be let out of prison early because he's going to testify against Carmine Falcone. We mm. like Falcone. He's like the most stereotypical mobster boss you've yeah. ever seen in your life. And I really, really like it. Like, it's ridiculous, <laughs> but I do like it. And he meets Rachel Dawes again. And Rachel works for uh, the Justice Department and for the DA's office. And she's talking about the, dis- the difference between justice and revenge and all that sort of thing. And Bruce is like, you're right, there is a difference between that. I'm going to take revenge. And so he's decided that he's going to confront Falcone and he takes his uh, little pistol with him. And yeah, it's 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 really like, it's really dark stuff that Bruce is going through at this point. And he's going to kill Joe Chill. Like, he's going to kill Joe Chill and then he's going to go and confront oh, Carmine Falcone. Chill, stop, stop saying Joe Chill. I assume it's a name from the comics because it's not a good bit of writing. Like it, in is, terms of, it is a name from the comics. It's horrific. <laughs> it's good not, uh, yeah, it's not a good film, like gritty film naming, is it? But uh, lost a dinkle for that name. Oh yeah, but someone Joe kills. Dinkle. Oh god, someone kills Joe Dinkle before Bruce can get to him, so he's absolutely fine. Uh, it's one of Falcone's sort of henchmen, and so he's like <laughs> Joe. <laughs> That it works just as well. There's a name that I want to say. <laughs> but he goes into the underworld of Gotham. And he goes. He's wheezing. Forget it. He's like a kettle. I'm crying. Honestly, I'm crying. Uh, anyway, Bruce goes down to the underworld of Gotham and he confronts Carmine Falcone. And uh, they have this this little argument in their bar you know the cl- like the most classic Italian American bar that you've ever seen in your life yeah and like he stood there he sat there having spaghetti bolognese and you're talking to me it's really that sort of thing uh, and he says that Carmine Falcone essentially says that Bruce doesn't know what he's talking about he doesn't know anything about the real world and he says um, he's in his unbelievable accent he's like oh, you're uh, you're Bruce Wayne you're the Prince of Gotham you'd have to go a thousand miles to find someone who doesn't know your name it's great I mean, it's, he's oh. really good. Like, it's the most stereotypical mm. thing, but he does sell it really, really well. But it's so it's, good. If he had any other accent, it would be awful. It's yeah, exactly, so good. Yeah. It's sort of like it had to be like that. And because it's mm. so committed, it really does come off quite well. Yeah. Uh, so the stereotype sort of pays off. So he literally gets chucked out of this bar. And then we flash back forward because this is the beginning of Bruce's travels and he disappears off and he goes away on a cargo ship and goes to the, the Far East. And an interesting thing is that people have raised more recently that this is like a direct parallel or a very close parallel of Doctor Strange's origin story, where he's a wealthy young man who's arrogant and doesn't understand the world. And he goes off to the Far East and he learns these uh, unusual abilities and he comes back with a much stronger you know, sense of self and of mm. right and wrong. Which is really interesting. I've I'd never thought of that before, but I read that. I've as a, never a comment. made that connection, but it is yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> Isn't it weird? The only yeah. difference is that Strange is, you know, a doctor and well, the, and the mystical and arts, way. and one's about subterfuge and other sorts. Yeah, of no, he's the world's combat. greatest detective. That's Sorry, the secret. Yeah, that's right. So that was how Bruce went off to the far side of the world and mm. learned all of these wonderful things, and then. All these years later, Bruce comes back to Gotham, and he, he Alfred is waiting for him, of course, in the private jet. Yeah, that, that's a nice little sa- moment. He says Master Wayne instead of Master Bruce. Oh, does he? I don't remember that. Yeah, when it, when he's on top and he's walking up, he goes Master. Oh God, 
He's emotional. Master what, mate? Master Wayne. Master Wayne. So when do you reckon <laughs> was the age when he went, you know what, you're no longer Master Bruce, you are Master Wayne now. You are of adulthood. Well, in the next two films, all he ever says is Master Bruce, uh, Master Wayne. Master Bruce. Yeah, but so for I some presume reason that he's Master Wayne. Yeah, you're right. I presume when right. he's younger, he says Master Bruce, you know, and then yeah, he gets... But he still says Master, he doesn't say Mr. Wayne. Which would be like the head of the household sort of thing. Maybe he's just so used to him being a, a little and you know. Yeah, yeah maybe he, I suppose it is that. And on is, is our Alfred. Uh, we got we got to admit. Just let's just let's just. How good is Michael Caine at Alfred? Michael Caine is perfect, and I love the Alfred, which is uh, like I liked um, Michael Goff, who was mm. the previous mm-hmm. one, and he was in all of the films, and he was like the what I think of as the classic. Alfred, but I like this yeah. sort of like Michael Caine said that his Alfred was sort of based on someone who had been in the SAS and stuff like that and had seen a lot of action. Yeah, and I I really like that as an interpretation, and it, it just really feeds into that all, realism. He also perfectly played the sort of um, Godfather sort of figure as well, and if he felt mm. uh, caring at the same time as being quite assertive and you you could see that sort of SAS background that he was trying to put in there but you could also feel this kind of warmth that he was bringing to the character it was really well done yeah yeah absolutely what does, uh, what does SAS stand for? Special Super Air Service Army Soldiers okay <laughs> Nightmare <laughs> you know when I went to go and uh, work with the SAS they told me what it stood for what, 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 what does it stand for? <laughs> Super Army Soldiers, just <laughs> perfect. Oh, love that one. Ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, so we get to our second act of the film. Bruce has come back to Gotham, and he's obviously like he's taken on board what the League of Shadows has said because he's aware that Gotham needs shaken up, and mm. like he already knew that it was in the grip of the underworld and stuff like that. But now he's like, oh, actually, I need to do something about it, and he's got a plan. There's quite a few establishing shots, isn't there, of Gotham just looking terrible. It looks bloody awful. Like, Gotham before has looked quite, not romantic, but Mm. uh, opulent, you know, in a sort of an art deco-y sort of way. This Gotham is a state. Oh, bloody Like, it it does not look good. There's no redeeming features to it. Where's Sadiq Khan when you need him? (laughs) Hey? Where's he? London? We'll, we'll yeah. just we'll just leave that, Chris. Chris, trying to pick it up again, mate. This guy, <laughs> he would have sorted it, got them out. The, the, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, they all know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he meets Alfred on the private jet. Of course, he's got a private jet. The Wayne Enterprises private jet. Oh yeah. And Bruce explains to Alfred that. He says, uh, people need a dramatic example to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored, I can be destroyed, but as a symbol, as a symbol, I can be incorruptible. And then Alfred asks, what symbol? And you'll never bloody guess what it is, boys. <laughs> but Superman Bruce Wayne. Man. Yes, an S. Just the letter Wells. S. Nice. He's, uh, <laughs> he's Wellman. He's we- Wellman. <laughs> <laughs> As he works for them now, he's at yeah. a Wellman's. Nice. At a Wellman's. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Wayne Enterprises buys Wellman's. <laughs> Makes sense, though. I just hate those goddamn Wells. Everywhere and, uh, I go. <laughs> but Bruce has been away for seven years, and uh, so the CEO of Wayne Enterprises has uh, declared him dead, and he's decided he wants to take the company public. 
and Bruce left everything to Alfred which is you know it's all good so like it's a sensible thing to do mm-hmm. uh, do you remember the actor who plays oh what's the I can't remember the chap's name what is the chap's name who's the new, the head of Wayne Enterprises now oh I can't remember and he's the one that um there's a there's a few a few humorous moments. Not I can't what's remember his name that was in Full Monty. Full Monty. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. While you're looking that up, I just noticed something else as well. Yeah, the uh, similarities it. between Batman and uh, Green Arrow, of course, is in the same universe. He oh, had okay. the exact same origin story. Okay, he was a very wealthy man because his father owned a business. And uh, he then inherited that business and he was presumed dead uh, after learning all these incredible skills on this island and going to Rachel Ghoul as well. He went to learn from him, then came back and had to say, you know, I'm not dead and all this, and then became a vigilante. I mean, it's exactly the same. I never noticed that. Isn't that interesting? Weird. So do you think it's something that's um, not directly copied but sort of inspired various other because I mean Batman presumably come would have come first and this Absolutely, story is yeah, it did. you know reasonably well established I think it definitely can. I think it's mostly they saw a formula that worked and they yeah. went this guy's a vigilante he should have mm. the same sort of thing and a bit of laziness maybe when it came to trying to think up of an original origin story when he was already established in the comics you know Green Arrow everyone knows him and so oh yeah yeah it's difficult to move away from that but interesting it is interesting isn't it yeah. uh, the man's name I've, I've remembered is or not remembered I looked it up is William Earl do you remember Mr Earl so we meet yeah. Mr Earl and Bruce is there and he's having a little putt with the receptionist and uh, you know he's yeah. being very very bond at this moment which is very cool uh, a very very cool thing but we've already seen him trying to find like a lair for his new character um, this alter ego which he's creating and he doesn't he just still doesn't know exactly what it's going to be but he finds his way into the uh, old well and we get that awesome awesome shot where he's down there in the cave and all of a sudden the bats suddenly surround him and start going around him like a tornado and it's absolutely awesome and initially he's terrified as he you know was before and then he slowly rises to his feet and he holds up that awesome light and it's just fabulous. Mm. So I, uh, I presume that is CG, but I don't remember it looking particularly out of place. No, it looked pretty good. Yeah, apparently the single bat shots that we see are real bats. Yeah. But any any like swarms like that are that is CG. That's one of the few bits of CG they've got wow. going on. It just was really good. I also need to mention Hans Zimmer does the bloody music on this. I know. Wow. And and I it's mean, a cl- different score as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, classic Hans Zimmer working with Christopher Nolan, but like... I'm not sure if... Is this the... Presumably this is the first time they work together. Because I, I would have so. thought the first three would have been too small fry for someone like Hans Zimmer. Mm. But it was Hans Zimmer and John Newton Howard, wasn't it? Or James Newton Howard, sorry. Possibly. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, Olivia Newton-John. It was nice. such a weird... <sighs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah really really cool and this like really the simplest score like the simplest motif that they've got for Batman yeah very very effective 
I went to see I, Hans I think, Zimmer live. I think Chris, and, uh, Christopher they Nolan. It. Go on, mate. Christopher Nolan does that, I think, especially uh, with Hans Zimmer. He's, he always pretty much says just a couple of loud noises every couple of five seconds or, well, or yeah. so. Yeah, like and then some weird. Well, except for time at the end of Inception, which is yeah, beautiful. But even that is very simplistic, really. Mm. You're right. That was a plane. That's okay. the intro to Back in the USSR. There, from James. <laughs> <laughs> pitch perfect. Fattered. Uh, yeah, interesting. Mm. But yeah, that it's um, it's bare bones stuff from Hans Zimmer, and it really it, it suits it perfectly. And I went to see Hans Zimmer live um, whenever he really? started doing his concerts. I did, mate. I did. Wow. I went to the very first show that he ever did, and it was awesome. And he did play some of the Batman stuff, and I was like, this is very out of place in a concert. <laughs> but did you say everyone, every, I, after, yeah, I sent him a text. I was like, no, Hans, mate. You do like the whole classic cinema thing of just, nope, nope, <laughs> stop it, stop everything. <laughs> Does anyone know where this is from? <laughs> Fortunately, obviously, everyone knew where it was from, so it was. Did okay. he do uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean? Then, oh my God, he did a fifteen-minute build-up yeah. before it finally went. Da, 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 da. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's, a great, there's a great video on YouTube when he goes into um, the He's a Pirate, yeah, score, and oh my God, it, they, did, it's because it takes have, so long. Yeah, it's just amazing. Did they have the three violinists at the front? Yeah, where they just go mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the lead violinist. Who was who did it for him on the film, and now he just tours around with him, you know. And Tina Guo as well, who's his cellist, is awesome, mm. like flair players, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, where were we? Bruce has found his lovely cave. He's back in Wayne Enterprises. He's very excited, and he's what is it that Mister L says? He says, "Oh, uh, I want you to get to know the company that your father built." Meanwhile, Doctor Crane. So enter the frame, Killian Murphy. Him of the blue eyes. So cute. Wonderful actor. This is, I think at the time, quite a big step up for him because he did 28 Days Later, but that was a couple of years before. That I think that was 2001. Mm. And that was, you know, not a big budget film at all. Obviously, it was a UK film. It was Danny Boyle. So this is a, obviously he was up for Batman, so it's a bit of a step down to have a supporting part, but still it's a big blockbuster and he's all of a sudden stepped into the, into the frame. But Christopher Nolan uh, absolutely adored him and understandably because he is just fabulous and he's playing this character of Dr. Jonathan Crane uh, who's the scarecrow who is a, just a bit of a nutcase and we've never seen scarecrow in a Batman adaptation before so it's it's really interesting to see how they how they manage this character who could be very very like weird and off the wall and not mm. not belong in the universe and yet they manage to keep him so grounded and so he enters the frame and he meets with Falcone and they are working together. So obviously Crane is is corrupt and he uh, declares people insane and he sends them off to Arkham uh, rather than having them in prison, which is much better for Falcone, of course. Uh, but Falcone reveals that he's not working for, or rather that he's working for someone else, that uh, Crane isn't working for him, he's working for someone above him that Falcone actually fears. And Crane reveals that he's got a problem, which is Rachel Dawes, because Rachel is uncorruptible mm. uh, that's what he's she's one of the untouchables and Falcone is like fine let's see what we can do about that meanwhile Bruce is back in Wayne Enterprises and he meets Morgan Freeman I mean the, the cast God. list boys 
It's, he meets God from wow. Bruce Almighty. It's, it's unbelievable stuff. They said that they didn't, they couldn't imagine anyone else playing uh, Lucius Fox. Apparently, um, well, who played Morpheus? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne also Lawrence Fishburne. auditioned for it, but they've really wanted Morgan Freeman. And Morgan Freeman apparently knew the comics very well, didn't know the films very well, but knew the comics very well, and so was quite keen to do it. He wasn't really aware of Lucius Fox from the comics, but obviously he is in them, and he was excited to be a part of it, which is awesome. And he runs this section of Wayne Enterprises called Applied Sciences, and he introduces Bruce to uh, all of this incredible equipment. So he's got the classic Batman thing, the grappling hook, although it's done in a slightly different way because it's not from yeah. the arm, it's attaches to the belt and stuff like that. Uh, survival suit, which is Kevlar weave. And uh, essentially he's like, I mean, you can just have whatever you want because mm -hmm. he thinks it belongs to him anyway, which is an amazing place to be. Uh, I, I read that they estimated that to, for all the stuff that he gets, it's about three and a half million dollars worth of gear. Like wow. that's how much it would cost to become Batman. But Bruce Wayne has got a fortune of six and a half billion or something like that. He's one of the richest guys, you know. He's not as rich as Tony Stark, obviously, but he's mm. he's still a billionaire, so he can really do whatever. And so he's like, yeah, fabulous. I will take it all. He takes the awesome suit. He sprays it black. And then he's introduced to the Tumbler. So this is the Batmobile, boys. Yeah. And it is a long way away from the Batmobile of old. Yeah. Now, I love the Batmobile in Batman Forever, the longest car in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty cool in Batman and Robin as well. I can't really remember if it was much fin. different. Has that yeah. fin as well at the, at the back. Yeah. It's not even a spoiler to keep the wheels down. It's yeah. like to help it carve its way through the air. Uh, but obviously those cars were like fake. They were like mock-ups. Mm. Whereas the Tumblr is 100% real. Mm. Like they built this car and it does exactly what it says on the tin. It's... I mean, it comes in a tin, prior to say. It comes in a tin. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> what a tin. But I mean, I, I honestly, I, I think it's the most awesome thing to see. Like, it's so impressive. And the fact that it is real mm. and like that it does the stuff and they just built it for this film and it was like 150 grand or something to build it. I think it's absolutely incredible. What did you boys think of this, the Batmobile? Yeah, I think this was the real change from Wonder Woman-esque car okay to making it way more serious way more functional way more cool yeah, i don't know if you remember the old wonder woman films and and she had her invisible car and it was oh yeah very much in the same reign where it was a bit comedic and a lot of the batman cars although they've been really cool they still have an element of comedy to them just yeah. because of how utterly ridiculous they are yeah and oh yeah you know, that it just wouldn't be functional. This, serving as a military vehicle, ATV sort of vehicle, actually is impressive and it looks mean and it really changed my view on how cool Batman could be when getting around in this sort of way. So, yeah, really liked it. Doesn't um, doesn't Bruce Wayne say something to Morgan Freeman like, what's that? And Morgan Freeman goes like, oh, you won't be interested in yeah. that. Yeah, he says, oh, that? You wouldn't be interested in that. It's like, so cool rad it's awesome and, and then the it, wheels are huge the wheels are unbelievable the wheels at the front are huge and then the wheels at the back are colossal it's yeah. got four wheels at the back so it's got like two on each side 
Epic. It's incredible, and obviously, it's it was they said it was built as a bridging vehicle, so like it could jump across gaps because it's got jet propulsion, yeah. and it never it never worked. Um, they could have made the bridge work, they said, but it could actually do the jumping. And he has that awful like he's driving it around that huge aircraft hangar, which is inside Wayne Enterprises somehow. Uh, and and he turns to Morgan Freeman, and he says, "Does it come in black?" Do you know what is that, that is to me? That's like someone on Fiverr asking for a revision. I go, look what I've just given you, mate. And you're asking me to go back and spray paint. I can't believe this. Just Honestly. hand him the spray can. Just like, there you yeah. go. Do it yourself. I got, a, I got a busy day, really yeah. busy day. I'm seeing so many people in the office. I thought you'd be buzzed so much for this. And you're asking for him. That. <sighs> That's Bruce, Bruce though, isn't it? Bruce time. <laughs> Since the start of this film, Bruce has been a nightmare. Yeah, he is he really an absolute is. nightmare. Uh, but yes, so he's got his Batmobile now. So he's got his Batcave, he's got his uh, suit, he's got his grappling hook, he's getting all of his stuff and he's getting it in this sort of as realistic as possible way, which is, I, I just think it's awesome. And like the, um, do you remember in Batman Forever, Nicole Kibben, I mean, it's difficult to remember what she says because she's like, she's dressed in absolutely nothing at the time. It's phenomenal stuff for yeah. a seven-year-old boy to watch. Oh, darn, Chris. Uh, it's, oh, it's mental, honestly. It but you're fantastic. You remember the scene when she's in her negligee and she invites him like she shines the bat signal and stuff like that and um, she puts her hand on the costume and she says black rubber do you remember that? yeah Mm. and she literally says black rubber and as soon as she said that I was a bit like oh it's made of rubber is that going to protect him against like punches and knives and stuff? See, none so of us see, were thinking about that while this scene was going on. And Chris is I, like analysing the material. Typ- typical weeks. <laughs> we're all looking at, and this is 90s Nicole Kidman that's I just think, like, oh my God. I think he's going, in that film, and in he's that going, film, rubber, she's the hottest she's ever been. Bloody rubber? Oh, for God's sake. Oh. You cannot deny. Mum, you should have it. taken me to the opera like you said. <laughs> Why do we fall? <laughs> Look. You cannot deny rubber was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you can't, de- like, it's not, I mean, you can't be dressed in rubber. That's mental. <laughs> it's going to be really hot. He's not going to be able to move around that much. Yeah, but I'm sure he's got, like, insulators or something like that. Like, yeah, but Chris, like, you've got to think about it. He never has to iron it, okay? There's no crinkles in that. That's just true. bounces straight back. <laughs> I don't there. like, I don't like that. I don't I'd like say, any like, of this. If he loses a bit of weight, the rubber's not going to morph him. He's always going to look big. So if he, if no, he's it's going to be like you know that. You, I mean, I can't know. I don't know where I know this knowledge from. But like, if there's rubber there and it's not filled out, it flaps around and it makes a noise. <laughs> How do you know that? How do you know? That? I don't know, and yet I know so clearly that that is the truth. Well, I don't I know. What, I don't know where. So from. many questions that probably We've shouldn't be asked on this podcast. All something new. <laughs> and I'm if there's one thing, thick rubber. Knows. I don't know, boys. Stop talking about rubber. I'm going to try and remember. Anyway. uh, Well, this isn't rubber anyway. No, this this is the point I was trying to make for this ridiculous style. (laughs) So now he's got a Kevlar-lined suit of armour, and all of a sudden it's like, yep, he can take care of himself. And like he can go into fistfights with these people. And so, so when that happens, I'm sure he could take care of himself with the rubber as well. It's going everywhere. It's so loud when I'm fighting all these people. For God's sake. I'm flapping around in here. 
Master Blade, oh. I, I'm, I'm very sorry, Master Wayne. It's going everywhere, for God's sake. Where do I know that from? So are you telling me when... Um, so when, when he says that and he says, it's all Kevlar and stuff like that, did you go, <laughs> well, finally, <laughs> in front of everyone, we've all wanted this, haven't we? Haven't we? <laughs> everyone looking at what's going on. I hated the rubber. Do you remember oh, the rubber? That kid's Flapping still about. talking. <laughs> to be fair, have you... So Christian Bale's audition, uh, like screen test, he did it in Val Kilmer's suit and mm. it was flapping around all over him because it didn't fit him. <laughs> That's where he knows it from. It was dreadful. No, I know it from first-hand experience. <laughs> but I don't know good. where. I don't know where. But I wish I could remember. Uh, was, but uh, yeah, so I was buddy, delighted. It was buddy, buddy had a rubber suit one night. <laughs> yeah. God. Doing Clear Lake in a rubber suit, I tell you. Bloody hell. Ridiculous. We went crazy when the new shirts came in. Rubber? Don't know what that would be like. <laughs> Those new shirts, my God. Um, but yeah, my point was, he's now got a suit of armour, which is like, it, it will now stand up to the lifestyle which he has chosen. Is that your point? That was you went, my point. You I went was on so a- upset about the rubber thing. I can't believe you boys weren't more upset. You were, you Listen, were, you say it's going to stand up to his lifestyle. Back then, it was his lifestyle. It was pulling birds. It needed to be rubber more than anything. I mean, it's kinky. To be, <laughs> to be fair, yeah. But also, in to be like, like let's be honest. In those '90s films, it is a bit, it's a bit naughty, isn't it? A bit those sexy, 90s films. yeah. Like, yeah. let's have a look at what, um, what's her name's, uh, Catwoman suit. Oh yeah, lovely. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's Tim Burton though. Like, no, Tim, Tim Burton was not Catwoman. No, he that was wasn't. Not- <laughs> God, who was that again? What's her name? Blondie. It was Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer in that Catwoman suit when she just goes a bit far on the whole licking thing. Hey, yeah, nothing wrong James, with that. You love that and just licks herself. And but like, that's you know, it was a kinky film. Let's be honest. And having what's her name as uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito was Penguin. <laughs> Listen, she didn't understand the, the most Italian American Penguin. <laughs> They said she was going to be Catwoman. She said, what power does a cat have? She watched a few cats. She saw they could lick their own and then did her own interpretation of Oh, that. Benjamin. Sorry, I know. It's and cheap, that was her it? power. That was Jeez. her power. Dreadful. I'm going to blame that yeah. on the heat. Yeah, please. It's bloody hot, isn't it? That was really cool. <laughs> anyway, the rubber is gone. The latex mm-hmm. of Catwoman is gone. We've now God got Kevlar. That. We're in the real world at last. And I was delighted, sat there in my seat with my big bucket of popcorn. I was Arms going, folded. Great. So impress me. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we get the first outing of Batman. What <laughs> is going on? You sound like a weekend away. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for a picnic. Oh, where have you been, Bats? Oh, I went to Western Supermare. <laughs> It was lovely. I went with everyone down there, you know, old men's club and stuff like that. We had a lovely day. Who went with you? That bloody Bruce Wayne went with us. You know the one. Is he dressed in that rubber? I'll I'll tell you something now. (laughs) He was flapping about all night. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's going to change it, I've told him. This is Batman's first outing. I stand by it. And uh, Why not? We're down... We're down at the the docks in Gotham, and things have been going wrong with Falcone's shipments. And he, you know, he doesn't want things to go wrong this time. So he goes down there with his sawn-off shotgun. It's <laughs> like I'm going to sort this out myself. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And um, yeah, they uh, this this 
So the partner of we've also been briefly introduced to Gary Oldman. I mean, oh, again, God, yeah. what a bit of casting! Gary Oldman as Gordon, not yeah. Commissioner Gordon yet, um, but <laughs> and Lieutenant Thomas the Tank Gordon is Gordon. <laughs> as Gordon. <laughs> uh, Gordon said hello to the Batman. <laughs> Gary Oldman, boys, one of the one of the great <coughs> actors of our legend time. The last person to be cast in the film, incredibly late. I, there was, I can't remember who it was now. I did Once upon a time, I didn't know who it was supposed to be playing Gordon. Mm. It wasn't supposed to be Gary Oldman. He came in last minute, but I mean, wonderful. Like he yeah. like built for the role, unbelievable. Mm. And of course, we'd just seen him playing Sirius mm-hmm. uh, not long before, two years before. So oh really God, cool to yeah. see him doing something completely different. That's and weird to think. I never think of this film being after... Azkaban yeah. for some reason in my mind. Yeah. This is the same mad. year as Goblet of Fire, two thousand and five. Mental. Oh, yeah, that that is ridiculous. Oh no, it's Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Mental. How were yeah. they turning those films around so fast? They really should have taken two yeah. years and made them good. You know. <laughs> Mental. Uh, dig, 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 dig. But <laughs> stab there. But old Gary Oldman has got this uh, dodgy colleague, and he he's being paid off by Carmen Fal- Falcone essentially and he goes down to the docks with Falcone as uh, a bit of muscle on the side not much mm. muscle to him really he's a, yeah. he's a bit of a gobbler but oh, uh, didn't he goes that. down with him sorry mate and um, so Bruce is there as well and he's lurking in the shadows and he listens to everything that's going on and they're talking about putting out a hit on Rachel on Rachel Dawes uh and Carmen Falcone is essentially justifying this. So this gives Bruce Wayne even more rage, you know. He's got enough rage going on anyway as the Batman, but he's got even more. And this is that moment when Alfred asks him, why bats, Master Wayne? And Bruce says that bats frighten him. And he says, it's time my enemies shared my dread. Fabulous, fabulous stuff. And this is the first example of something which Christopher Nolan really tried to do, which is to show Batman from the villain's perspective rather than from mm. uh, the hero's perspective. So from his own, like from the perspective of watching Batman, we're really watching him from the perspective of the villains, which makes him even more terrifying because we really rarely see him. So like you imagine the first like three or four guys he takes down in the docks, we don't see him at all. Like they hear a noise and suddenly they're gone or one of them is pulled into the um, big shipping container and, uh, and he's just like he disappears into the dark and stuff like that and eventually do you remember one of the guys is running around and shooting at the walls and doing all the stupid stuff they do and he screams where are you and Batman's just behind him and he goes here yeah remember that great mm-hmm. really good so awesome and uh, yeah he lifts that guy straight up into the sky using his grappling hook because who doesn't love a grappling hook and um, Falcone sees this all going on and he's you know he's not best pleased with what's going on and he feels like he's in big trouble and um, he runs back to his limousine and he gets out his sawn off shotgun mm. and he puts uh, two cartridges in it and he's like this will take care of this it's going to be absolutely fine and uh, Falcone says the classic oh no he doesn't say who are you he says what the hell are you and then Bruce punches through the roof of the limo drags him out through the roof and he goes I'm Batman in the classic Bruce Wayne yeah. voice and it is a it is a real husk of a voice it's so in good. this film yeah it's awesome what did you boys think of the, the voice because it got a lot of flack 
at the time? I suppose everyone, everyone's always going to have their opinion on each actor doing the voice, and I'm sure that's going to happen when uh, what's the name comes out with it in the next Batman. Like, it, it it's just always going to be. Is it Pac Man? Yeah, that's Miss Pac Man to you. Pac Man. Uh, I said Pat Man. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> He's not called Robert Pakinson, is he? Uh, sorry, uh, Paxman. Thank you, Jeremy Paxman. And uh, yeah, but we've we've all, we've all got our own Batman and stuff like that. Like when George Clooney does his, it's ever so sexy. Jinx, oh. did we ask you who was your Batman? Yeah. Did you, what did you say? Did you say Christian Bale? No, I, I'm I'm in between Christian Bale and Val Kilmer. Oh you yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say you that? Did I say don't that. think you did. Oh, I think no, you I did, did say that. I, I vaguely I remember. Say, yeah. um, I I love it though. At the end of the day, I think it's great. I like what? the differentiation between Bruce Wayne and Batman that Christian yeah. Bale gets like they're completely different characters whereas Val Kilmer is like Bruce Wayne is Batman just in mm. a suit do you know what I mean I think that that's a different especially in DC like a lot of them a lot of the characters you take off the glasses wow that's Superman you put them back on well where's Superman got <laughs> it's that kind of thing like at least you're doing a voice you're dressing up all you can see the, is the eyes and the mouth yes you can actually be a vigilante and no one will know who you are that's believable Fair enough, yeah. and I yeah. think it, I think it's a good idea that they do that. Yeah, no, I think it's I think that's true. Pry, did you like the voice? Yeah, I never even saw it as a problem. I, to, to me, it's the quintessential Batman voice. Yeah, that was really really good and one that has kind of stuck with me through the years. So, I think we now potentially as a as a community base are in my opinion, our future Batman's based on this performance. This is what I think anyway. Yeah. And oh, yeah. so I think he's kind of like the benchmark. So, yeah, I absolutely have no problem with it. I think it's really good. It is cool. I, th- I Yeah, no, I'm definitely on the on the side of the voice and I didn't, I didn't notice it either. Um, initially, I, I, like, I obviously noticed it because it was completely different from his normal mm. voice. But I like the animal, the animalistic nature of it, you know? Yeah. And it really does play Batman as this wild rage filled creature and he always said uh, and he said since that um, he saw Batman obviously as the true identity Bruce Wayne is not the true identity that he that's that's all the front um, they've they've said that quite a lot uh, in previous uh, adaptations as well that like Bruce Wayne is the mask but yeah. even more so here like this is this is what Bruce has got going on on the inside this rolling sort of anger and turmoil and of course Christian Bale famously hated the bat suit as well like he could not stand it and it gave him a headache and uh, it was uncomfortable and was hot and all this and he like he channeled all of this stuff mm. into the rage that you can genuinely see going on and Christian Bale's not an out and out classic method actor but he has got elements of the method like he never drops the accent when he's working on a film which I think is really interesting and also promoting the film he keeps the accent as well uh, so like he doesn't stay in character like a Daniel Day Lewis does, but he's yeah. he's sort of halfway there, and it it shows um, it needs that it almost needs that sort of approach in this sort of ultra realistic attempt on the world. You need someone who's going to sort of embody it in that way, and the voice is a big part of that for me. And yeah. it's a, an interesting thing actually is that he did the voice obviously himself in this film. And he kept on losing it. He lost his voice three times over production, I think. So for the next films, it was digitally done. And he just spoke normally. Wow. 
Isn't that interesting? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not very Christopher Nolan, it's not very Christian Bale, but I think it was purely practically. They had to like shut down production because, uh, or they had to not shoot certain scenes at a certain time because he didn't have a voice, which is a nightmare. Still not not quite as digital as uh, Affleck's future Batman suit though, is it? Well, no, this is true. With his with his robotic voice changer that he implements when fighting yeah. Superman. That one's a little bit more on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a bit strange. That's so weird. I don't even think of this as being part of the same universe as that, even though it's exactly the same character. That's the bizarre. Thing, yeah, yeah. We haven't actually talked about the after stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, the, you know, we also have to realise that there is going to be a whole new film yeah. that's coming out with Robert Patterson you know hopefully not too far away but something that's going to be very different I imagine and I I, I, I believe that then it's not just going to be a one film thing I, I imagine they've got a few films up their sleeve with him yeah presumably assuming it's better received than Batfleck I mean I anything it's anything amazing isn't it it's just such a misstep yeah, yeah. They, they they saw what Marvel were doing, and they went right. We need to do this combination where we have multiple superheroes in the same film kind of trilogy, if you will. And mm. uh, so they just tried to copy the formula, and it didn't work um, for a, a myriad of reasons. Like it just, there's no way that it was ever going to work. Um, so I, they they they're almost definitely not going to be taking that approach this time. Oh yeah, um, I wouldn't have thought so. No, I am actually quite excited to see what Robert Pattinson does because I really yeah, so like him I. as an actor and so I think I. he could bring something different to Batman. Not necessarily better or worse, I just think it would be different. Yeah, and I like the period they're pitching it as well, which is year two exactly. of Batman. Mm. So interesting. Not like It's not an origin story. It's like he's been around for a year. Yeah. What, where's he got to, you know? He's not found mm. his feet properly, but oh, fascinating. Yeah. Mm. Fascinating. But yeah, it's interesting. And you, when we talk about Marvel, obviously, it's the big rival. But Marvel at this point, 2005, didn't exist. We're still three years away from uh, mm. Iron Man. Isn't that amazing to yeah. think? And obviously, it was a, a big influence on the MCU as well. And then uh, DC tried to take back the mantle. And well, we, we, of course, did have X-Men and Fantastic Four and things like that. I mean, that, but the less that we talk about. So, yeah, 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 sure. We had, I think, we had Fantastic Four in 2004. I so didn't immediately mind before Fantastic this. Four. That's because you're bloody in it. I, I didn't mind it. And, and Yian Griffith. I, I didn't mind Silver Surfer as well. There you go. I'm one of the only people that actually probably enjoyed that film. You you are, because I, I think they're horrific, and I love Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the X-Men films, on the other hand... <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely wonderful. And what X Men one and two? Well, yeah, I mean they're clearly the winners, but still, X Men three is nowhere near as bad as Fantastic Four put together. According to Jenks, <laughs> Last Stand is a bit. I mean, it's. I think it's all right. It's all right. It's like it, it's nothing on the first two, but the first two are like really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. really excellent films. It's so yeah, interesting. Like it fluctuates so much. Mm. Really excellent films. Very good, very good. Um, but back to this one, boys. So Carmine Falcone has been hoisted through the roof of his limo and uh, he's been tied to the uh, massive searchlight that every this doc has got. Rad. It's awesome. Hell. And so he Batman forms the bat signal with this the body of Carmine Falcone there. He's only unconscious, obviously, because Batman doesn't kill. Yeah. Uh and it's just cool and it's one of those things where 
it's it's both a clever nod to the audience and it's such a clever way of including it at all because the bat signal is so bizarre and it doesn't make any sense obviously he's only just introduced himself to Gordon and um he's not a part of the scenery like with the Gotham police or anything like that so why would they have a searchlight mm. it's just it's really really it's a clever way of introducing it and yeah. it it just shows what Batman is all about you know he's 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 literally tying the guy to a massive light source to say here he is I caught him this is the yeah. guy who's been doing it you know mm. oh, it's just amazing uh, but yeah and all of the other men as well because Batman hasn't killed them because he doesn't do that he's um, tied them all up and essentially arrested them and Gordon turns up oh Gary Oldman turns up and he says they would never actually be able to tie it back to Falcone which isn't great uh, and then they they find the man himself so it's like oh he probably will actually I mean it's just fabulous just mm. a fabulous opening scene for uh, for Batman yeah. it really establishes him with it just compare it to any of the fight scenes in the previous films which just like the I saw this thing about Casino Royale and the change in cinematography between uh, even um, Die Another Day and Casino Royale mm. it's so cinematography wise it changed so much because all of a sudden you had just in terms of like of um, the shot choice so like the, the the world is not enough and Die Another Day it's normally quite zoomed out uh, encompasses a lot of the scene you can see a lot of things that are going on it's quite sort of um I don't know, a very old-fashioned sort of way of shooting. very bright as well. Very bright, yeah, very clear. Very bright. There's no subtlety to the... Like, you're never invited to ask questions about what might be happening in the scene because it's all there, like, you know, in black and white, essentially. And it's clean as well. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, n like, non-stop clean. Everything's yeah. crisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, not believable because there's there's no um there's no real world to it and like it's there's not a huge amount going on it's almost like sort of watching a play you know it's just like mm. there uh whereas and casino royale a bloody wave is rubbish I mean, the worst thing you've ever seen in your life but casino royale all of a sudden is up in the actors faces and it's in mm. the shadows and it's putting them in contrasting lights and it's showing all sorts of different colors and moods and stuff like that it's a complete 180 on the filmmaking style mm. and it's exactly the same for me between batman and robin which is essentially shot like a play where they show an awful lot of what's going on and you can see everything that Batman is doing at all times and all of a sudden we have the perspective of one person in the whole thing and what that person is going through and this scene is like the perfect example of it because we barely see Batman like we probably see him for like 10% of the scene the other 90% is the reaction of everyone yeah. around him and it creates such an amazing effect. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah, if we were uh, looking over Batman's shoulder, it would have been so much less scary because we'd know, yeah. we know in, in the way they've done this, we feel like one of the gangsters because we have no idea where he is. And it is a bit of a, it's kind of like horror story-esque sort of feel to it. And mm. I think it's perfectly done. If you want to establish a character as being in the shadows, scary, vigilante, what better way than from the perspective of his prey, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like um, that episode of Mando in the prison where all of a sudden it's when they betray him, it yeah. switches to their perspective and he's just around somewhere and you don't know where. Yeah. And even the, the protagonist of the whole story who we know is like, we know he's a bounty hunter, obviously, but he's a good-hearted person. He becomes 
this like what must it be like to be pursued by him and it's exactly the same thing here something we haven't seen before and I just think it's so 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 cool anyway that's his introductory fight scene then we move on to um, so Mr. Earl is briefed that one of the Wayne Enterprise's cargo ships has been robbed and it had this microwave emitter uh, which was used to evaporate an enemy's water supply in warfare and this thing has been nicked and they've no idea where it's gone so it's sort of a bit of a throwaway scene but it's incredibly important for later on and then we see Bruce and he's back in a beautiful suit and he's in a Lamborghini Murcielago which is a beautiful car and the word means bat in Spanish which is very cool Nice, isn't that awesome and he goes into this hotel and he's got two beautiful women with him and uh, he's just being a bit of an ass, to be honest with you. This is the way that Bruce is. This is he, a, uh, this is when he turns a bit Tony Starky playboy. He does, but it's very fake with Bruce, isn't it? Really, yeah. this isn't him at all. This is like the front that he puts up. Yeah, he's just put, trying to put on a bit of a show. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the two models are like they're in the the pool. They're taking off all their clothes, and the major is like, "Excuse me, what is going on here?" And Bruce just stuffs a check into the pocket and is like into the maitre d's pocket and is like yeah I'll just buy it there we go bought the hotel nothing to worry about ridiculous um and then he bumps into Rachel doors coming out and obviously he's embarrassed because he doesn't want her to think of him as this ridiculous uh playboy billionaire Mm. and so he says to her this is not me inside I am more and Rachel says this classic line which is uh comes up a few times she says, it's not who you are underneath, it's what you do that defines you. This gets great line. This trilogy, doesn't it, that moment? It does. It's a great line, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This is full of great lines. Which I just think is a bit deep, really. If let's what, too honest. deep? Well, he's, he's, just, he's just walked out of an hotel with a couple of lasses and stuff. He's having a laugh. The girls were having a laugh. He sees her and then suddenly goes, this isn't me. <laughs> it's just because he's, he's embarrassed, though, isn't he? Yeah, but like, what do you mean this isn't you? I'm, there's so much more inside of me. You what? Do you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> I have shoved so much up there. They've Horrendous. got detectors on the front of the doors, you see. <laughs> I wouldn't get back through. <laughs> so that's just... I'm not I'm not being, like, deep and trying to be, like, trying to you know make our relationship go further. I'm just saying, if you have anything on you, shove it somewhere. Chris, what do you think about Jenks making a mockery of your scene here? I'm d- disappointed. Yeah, I wrote this scene, and yeah. you have been a real prick about it. Yeah, and I'm disappointed. I've never thought that before. Uh, obviously, I've never thought that ridiculous thing. No, of course you haven't, because you're but too busy sitting there going, "I'm so proud of the Kevlar." That's what you're <laughs> I was just thinking about the Murcielago thing. I was like, "Well, that's clever. That's clever. You've got me with that one. I like that one a lot." More like that, What's please. This? More Sexy women. More Don't like need that. that. Don't need that. <laughs> nope. Get them out of the way. Kevlar, Kevlar. Where's the Batmobile? Yep, love it. Fantastic. I'm very nerdy about this sort of stuff, as oh. you know. Uh, but yeah, Rachel. Look, Rachel's not impressed by him. Of course she's not. And Bruce is embarrassed by his uh, behaviour. As well he should be. He's a monster. Meanwhile, enter the frame Killian Murphy once more. Uh, this time he's meeting with Falcone. Falcone's in prison. And Falcone's like, oh no, Doc, 
oh, I've gone crazy. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's doing it in that classic Italian-American yeah. voice of his. Uh, and he's... Uh, essentially, he threatens the scarecrow because he's like, I know what you've been up to, mate. I know exactly what you've been doing. I know about your creepy experiments, you freak. And he says he'll turn over uh, all of his secrets to the police. Mm. And so at this point, we see the scarecrow in full flight, in full flow, um, because he's got this hallucinogen, which we've seen before, but we don't, it's not quite the same because it comes out as a white smoke and it just comes out of his briefcase. This uh, scared the crap out oh of me. Oh my God, it's so scary because his mask suddenly comes to life. Yeah. And it's just a sack that he has on his head. Yeah. But all of a sudden it's got like worms and stuff coming yeah, out. Yeah, they're all pouring out, maggots are pouring out and stuff like that. Like later on when he sees the Batman, the bat comes out of his mouth and stuff. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. It's amazing is, stuff. You can see the the thought that's gone into this where they've genuinely put so much thought into what would be the most terrifying thing. And it's almost as if they've plucked different things from their nightmares and yeah. placed this in this scene because it is truly terrifying no matter how old you are no matter what situation you're in it is absolutely terrifying yeah. really good absolutely it's 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 horrendous yeah. absolutely horrendous um and i i uh, i don't know it's it's another one of those things where we've been given this um a biological warfare like slight slightly biological warfare um like element to the story mm. and again it's a little stab of realism yeah. and it just makes you think oh my god it's like the whole, like the um, Bogarts you know it's like oh my god what would I see if I had this thing in front of me it's also um, what's the name's reaction as well oh like my he's, god he's sitting at the table and he gets up and starts screaming at yeah. the scarecrow and stuff like that and it's just like Jesus Christ this is all very heavy it's really heavy and considering it is a PG yeah like that is it is surprising that it is quite so dark at this point but uh, I, I mean it's a great scene mm. and yeah he goes insane and then um, Dr. Crane comes outside the womb uh, the room the womb Ooh, and he hello. says uh, <laughs> the Freudian slip he comes outside the room and he says uh, oh he's not crazy not that one I always remember that line yeah. excellent line and he says um I'll have him transferred over to Arkham for treatment. It should probably all be fine. Don't worry about that. I'll take good care of him. I mean, mental stuff. Mm. Uh, and how, how good is Killian's American accent? Yeah. It's, it's good. Smashing. It's very good. It's smashing. To be fair, no one in this film has got a bad American accent, and an awful lot of them are Brits. Yeah. yeah. Falcone is a Brit as well. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Gary Oldman... Uh, Obviously, Christian Bale Christian is Bale, bloody Michael Welsh. Kane. Well, Michael Caine's American accent is tip-top in this <laughs> <Yeah>. film. <laughs> Michael Caine's American accent is the same as, like, every accent that he does. It's just Has he ever done another <coughs> accent? He has, yeah, he has. Mm. In Battle really? of Britain, he speaks awfully posh. Oh, no, no, okay. Anything oh, that's not British. As well, yeah. yeah, I think he has done American before. Um, I, I read that he... Um, Cider House... Um, Cider House Rules he did an American accent oh uh, there you go I'm gonna look I read, it up he, he, um, he based the voice of Alfred on a colonel that he knew once upon a time and I was like it's just his normal voice yeah <laughs> what do you mean he's based it on someone it's just, it's, the accent it's just I'm Michael using Kane. it's just it doesn't sound like me at all it, it sounds completely like oh, someone that, else you know that, that's I'm, really good I'm could you do um, 
could you do one of your other characters for me now as well and explain <laughs> yeah, okay you? well this is my character in uh get carter it's right. the same as this uh okay, and then this is my voice for italian job uh sound like <laughs> Yeah, it uh, sound all quite awfully similar all of them does it yeah, don't like, worry about that's, that that's the beauty of it you see is that you are is misled by my okay. voice right You're, yeah so you automatically yeah. believe it okay yeah you're sort of getting into our heads gotcha nice yeah I mean you'd say that though Sean Connery in um, what's his name where he's a Russian U-boat captain <laughs> got the hunt for Red October <laughs> Russian hero comrades <laughs> so, hang on it's great so you're not even going to do the Russian accent, but you will say all the Russian lines. Hold on. And no speak. one was arguing that Connery was any better. With I mean, to true. be fair, though, they, it's, it, what's quite interesting is that they really grew up together, Michael Caine and Sean Connery, especially in film and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys have seen The Man Who Would Be King. Oh, um, yeah. Incredible film. Absolutely. And um, they produced a lot of films together and stuff, and they're like best mates. And it's like they must have this underlining rule that look doesn't matter what film we're in <laughs> I'm a Cockney and you're Scottish that's yeah. it even in <laughs> the Untouchables yeah um, where Connor is playing an Irishman in the Untouchables he's like oh, it's Scottish, Scottish isn't he yeah why not <laughs> so, they made a deal when they were younger right every uh, casting that we go to even if they ask for a different accent just do the same one we'll have the world <laughs> fooled <laughs> It's Let's amazing. just see if they go for it. They, they <laughs> bloody went for it in one. <laughs> Jesus. You've got Even to put Capone in the mock. <laughs> <laughs> wow, your Irish accent is fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. Such absolutely. <laughs> like, and that's an original character. So, like, that doesn't, that's not a character from history. It could have been, no. any, like, he could have been Scottish. And it was like, no, make him Irish. I can do it. Con- so, yeah. uh, Connery, I dare you to go for Gandalf. <laughs> I never understood yeah. a word of it. It's it's fantastic, but Michael Caine is exactly the other. I mean, to be fair, Inside a House Rules, Michael Caine does a fantastic American accent. Then he just gave up. I don't know what it is. It's it's so weird. I've read his book as well, and he always just says that he loves like he's so proud of being from Elephant and Castle that he wants people to hear the accent. But surely... I mean, there's a limit, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's be honest. Surely if you are playing an American character, you probably should do it in American. We've heard it all the bloody time. For the last 60 years. And then you've got someone like Killian Murphy and Christian Bale in the same film. <laughs> like, Christian Bale's Welsh and Killian Murphy's Irish. And they both do incredible American accents yeah. to the yeah. point where like a lot of Americans still believe that Christian Bale is American yeah absolutely they don't believe uh, that yeah. it's Jason Statham it's lovely to meet you mate uh, we just want you to go up for this role of an American <laughs> yeah sure mate no worries yeah 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 don't worry <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's all white isn't it I'll do that no problem I find it amazing that Jason Statham is as successful as he is I know I always <laughs> thought it that isn't it just amazing I, I he thought, must be He's the it's luckiest a man. He's a bloody I, I thought, hey, There's no need for that. Come on. At one point, <laughs> at one point, I thought he <laughs> must be related to every director in the world because there's yeah. no way people are going. I tell you what, we need. <laughs> we need this guy. I just want, I want to know who was the first person who was like, you know what, I need. <laughs> I need this bald London man. The only thing, the only person that he can work for is Guy Ritchie. I don't think there's anyone else that he should yeah. legitimately work for. He oh, works yeah. for everyone. Like, Lock, Stock and t- uh, Two Smoking Barrels, yeah, perfect. 
Of Fantastic. course. And anything else. played that character ever since. Yeah. No matter anything what else, the film just, has been. Just stop. What are you he was doing? In the importance of being earnest, he was like, oh, it's play same character, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Why not? Why not? Yeah. It reminds me of when, uh, oh, what's the name played Henry VIII? Oh, um, <sighs> yeah, whatever his name is. Robert? No. Rupert? No. What's his name? Rupert Ray Winston. Not, not, <laughs> who? Rupert. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Ray Winston. When he Ray Winston. Him, when he played Henry VIII, I remember sitting there with my dad. And uh, he, like, so this is Anne Boleyn, is it? <laughs> right then. Lovely to meet you. Okay. You're going to give me a off. boy. You're going to give me a boy. I need an heir. Jeez. Like, <laughs> they probably has to be beheaded. Sub this. Yeah. I can't let the marriage. Oh, just kill me. Just bloody kill me. <laughs> He's meant to be royalty. I don't think he's from bloody South London. Mental. Ridiculous. That was, yeah, a bizarre bit of cast. That was an ITV show, wasn't it? Henry yeah. VIII show. I remember that show. Bizarre. Stupid. But, uh, yeah, Killian Murphy is great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he, he really puts in the work, which is great. <laughs> That's it's like, I'm going to take on the accent of the character. It's unheard of <laughs> in the movie world. <laughs> we should have done that with Buddy. Yeah. You should have come no, in instead. Mama, Mama, it's Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've eaten. Oh God, I should have gone full out with the Brummie. Are you from yeah. Birmingham? Stop. I'm from Cornwall. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember. Is it Hello? Birmingham, Cornwall, Birmingham? <laughs> uh, it was that. I think we're picking up someone else. <laughs> on the cans right now. Don't worry about Radio. that, boys. We've got a caller on the line. <laughs> it's the ghost of Christmas past. It's fine. Oh, yeah. ah, just, ah. just leave it be. Ah, easy now, easy. <laughs> anyway, uh, where have we got to? Batman is, uh, he's um, arrested Falcone and Falcone's gone crackers and he's been sent off to Arkham. Fabulous. Um, they did try and assassinate, assassinate <laughs> Rachel. Let's <of laughs> <course>. here. <laughs> <laughs> I should hear about that. <laughs> I've had enough of your nonsense. <laughs> I'm running around um, in that bloody bat shoot right now. Terrible. The Batmobile. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Is that he, Michael? <laughs> do you I remember like, this? Hello, this? Sean. How are you doing, mate? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are you doing on this film? <laughs> I'm on every film at the moment, you know. I'm just doing it. <laughs> are you even playing in this, Sean? Oh, just, just I'm playing this Irish American, <laughs> this gangster fella. Yeah, unbelievable stuff. Uh, anyway, Batman has disrupted this uh, assassination attempt on Rachel. Do you remember that in the subway? It is quite yeah. scary. And then she fires they the taser. Hate Rachel, they, they really, really do. <laughs> it's because of the Tom Cruise thing. Of course it is. Oh yeah. And he suddenly appears and he's suddenly behind her and she's obviously a bit like perturbed. So she fires her taser at him Good. and it just, it goes into his Kevlar. And because he's wearing Kevlar, <laughs> he's fine. Hey, listen, Imagine mate. old bloody rubber boy. Nah, rubber. <laughs> rubber just, boy. That, that neutralizes electricity, doesn't it? It's an insulator. Yeah, but it would go straight through the rubber into the skin. Not How thick do you think the rubber it is? Been, it would have been great if it actually did electric you. He <laughs> just fell to the ground. You know what he should have had? He should have had a, just a whole suit made of tarmac. He would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Would you be happy then, Chris? 
Would you be happy then? You've misunderstood what I want from these films. <laughs> I don't want him to be walking around like a road. The heavier he is, the better for me. <laughs> I don't, I look. Uh, but no. So the Kevlar worked its magic. The... <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry about that. He's got some. He's got some opinions on the tarmac. He's not a fan. He doesn't like it at all. And oh god, he's going. He's going mad. But no. And um, they do some analysis on the uh, drugs that they take off Falcone. Goodness me. Well, don't, doesn't he have three vials? And he gives one to Rachel. Oh well, they haven't got the um, the antidote yet. Ah, yes, yes. He's just yes. about to, in, like, because he's like, oh, well, this has been traced to the Narrows and all that sort of yeah. thing. And so he goes off and he investigates that apartment where Crane is and his hoodlums are. And Crane is delighted to see him. He's really interested to meet the Batman from a psychological point oh, of view. The way he says it, though. It's the, bat- the Batman. I, yeah, I love the way he says it because it's like it's the first time it's ever been said. Yeah. The Batman. Like oh, the man who is a bat rather than Batman, you know? Oh, it's great. I mean, if he said it the other way around, that would be it. And that that, that, that would be his name. What, the it's man Batman. Batman. It's the man bat. <laughs> <laughs> the man bat. Well, that's going to stick be pretty good. now. So that's awkward. But he, um, he sprays Batman with this hallucinogen. And Batman's obviously an absolute mess. So it kicks off, and doesn't it? <laughs> it really kicks off. He can't do anything at all. He's lurching around the joint. And then he's like, oh, he gets set on fire by the scarecrow. And it's really going from bad to worse, to be honest with you. And so he's like, oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to leap out of this seventh story window because he knows that as a child, he fell down a well and he was absolutely fine. Because he's like, why do we probably be fine here. (laughs) His father's advice came back, don't be afraid. And he hurls himself out of the window. Good. (laughs) Good. And he smashes into that uh, ladder, that fire escape, and goes down. And he, does, to be fair, he puts out the fire. Yeah, Pretty good. Yeah. So that's that problem solved. And um, then he is rescued by Alfred. Alfred, help me. I'd and like to introduce my new friend, Mr. <laughs> Way. Hello there, Shusha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look like you've been in a spot of bother. <laughs> and he uh, gets taken home and he gets put to bed. And I have right. to say, boys, when he wakes up the following morning, he doesn't look good. Nope. He's covered in bruises. He's been done. This is uh, a scene where Christian Bale fell asleep, and it was the first scene that Michael Caine shot with him. And apparently he said, look at that, he's fallen asleep, and jabbed him in the chest with his finger. <laughs> oh, in the, He was horrified by what had gone on. Poor Christian Bale, carrying oh, the weight of the movie on his shoulders. You must be so embarrassed that it's your first scene with Oscar-winning... Michael Caine yeah. legend and you fall asleep <laughs> and yeah he absolutely to, and he has to wake you <laughs> and Morgan Freeman's there as well yeah oh, and God, in front of these two hell. towering figures of cinema he's like right sorry about that <laughs> and um, but yeah Lucius has developed the antitoxin the antidote to this mm. dreadful thing and so Bruce is okay but he's had like two days of an absolute nightmare he's been a real mess um and then, so Bruce is 29 up to this point, and Christian Bale was also 29 when he was shooting this film, so he, he suits the character perfectly, because the next day, when he wakes up properly, it's his 30th birthday, and they have this ridiculous um, birthday party. It's a bit too much. 
the bir- what the way that he acts well just everything i think a birthday party is just nice with what four friends just oh, everyone's nice there yeah but listen he is a billionaire you know he is he's a billionaire a wild but like then it's just it's just no it's true it's yeah he has a big one but to be fair it's only in his like his it's in his lounge it is like, there's lots of people there well. and that's, it's his 30th he's hardly big, kicking off that's a big change Imagine what he could have done with his six billion dollar fortune. He could have hired a little village hall somewhere. He could have hired yeah. those two girls again. Could have done. He, hey, come on. He charmed them. He didn't hire them. They're not whores. Hold oh, on. Bloody hell. This isn't Game of Thrones. Mikey. As well, you know. So well, why have you started watching Game of Thrones again? It literally was on in series two, and I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and so I've now got to the point where Cersei has been taken by the High Sparrow, and I'm losing interest fast. This is yeah. where it goes downhill. It's basically yeah. when Charles Dance dies, yeah. and I'm like, oh, the most awesome actor in the whole thing has died, so... Oh my god, point. it was so good up to that point. Everything gets boring. Sansa goes off and yeah. goes with Ramsay. Tyrion, Tyrion's gone. His character just turns into nothingness. Same yeah. with Varys. And Bran has just found the oh, uh, <laughs> the oh, three-eyed man. raven. But oh. before that, all of their stories are awesome. Yeah. And it really is at that point that they all turn awful because Danny's in Marine. It's, Especially it's, when you've just you've just had the whole Oberon stuff as well. Oh my god, it really is at the absolute height. Yeah. Oh god, it's such a shame. And I can feel it happening as well. And um, there there really is that sort of golden period of four seasons. And it's just... Yeah. Frankie Valley. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, nice. He's kicking off, boys. Uh, right, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, I don't know. He, sorry, he wants to hear about Batman, that's why. Nice. Um, but anyway, um, so the Scarecrow gets hold of Rachel. You know how he does. And uh, he poisons her with the uh, the dreadful toxin that he's got and he's explained that like she's gone to Arkham Asylum which is where he's pumping this stuff into the water supply mm. and oh it's revealed that it's only harmful when it's in vapour form not when it's in water so what on earth are they going to do well guess what they've got that beautiful microwave emitter and um, she is in a real mess and this is where he has that line the bad man uh, it's in Arkham and uh, Batman oh because he turns up to save Rachel he turns up to save Rachel and he's somewhere in the rafters you know the way he likes to yeah and um, he has that cool bit with the uh, the thing in his heel the sonar in his heel that calls all the bats do you remember that oh yeah we never ever see that again and yet that is used here that's directly lifted from the comics I think he does do that somewhere Um, and that was cool and then we see this incredible Incredible chase with the tumbler mm. over the rooftops of Gotham, through the streets of Gotham. I mean, it's I, oh, honestly, it's absolutely awesome. The more you watch it, the more awesome it is because you realise that it's uh, practical effects rather than visual effects. You yeah. know, goodness gracious me! And something that lets down the Dark Knight for me, and I love the Dark Knight. I think it's one of the best films ever. Uh, is the dialogue in some of the chases with the police have is dreadful, but in this it, it stands up really well which is a big mm. bonus when we know what's to come uh, mm. what do you think of the chase boys be honest with me it is rad it is it's like the iconic sort of Batman chase scene now I mean it's they don't so really do them in other films Where where's another chase scene well, like that one there's, that's there's, true there's, I say iconic a, is one of the only there's ones there's a couple but it's, it is always camped up when it's 
<coughs> like whenever he gets in the Batmobile or anything like that, there's always yeah. a little campy line before he gets in. He gets in and then it fires off like a a bolt with a weird fin on it and stuff yeah. like that. And then he turns up to beat the bad guys. And like when you compare it to say when um, Bruce is on the bike and he's heading straight for the Joker, like that yeah. scene and stuff like that. That's just so dark. There's no kind Come of on, hippie. There's no cheap humor or anything like that. And I think this is the first time it does it. This is more yeah. like a Bond chase, isn't it? Really, mm. it's not. Yeah. It's not very Batman at all. It is like a brutal Bond chase, and yet not even like that because it's it's so realistic. I suppose it's mm. more of the Bourne sort of stuff. Remember that chase in when he's in that mini going through? Is he in Paris? I can't remember. I don't or really Berlin. watch much of the Bourne Identity. Wait, the Bourne Identity or the <laughs> series? Oh, the series. <laughs> Yeah, I saw about 15 minutes of the Born Identity and yeah, I yeah, got bored. I much more. Off. I got bored. Uh, Do you not like see. it, Jenks? No, I'm not a massive fan. How amazing! I thought they were cool. Uh, Pry? It's all right. Um, it's oh well, Sur- I'm surprised. That's the not thing. Bond, it's just, is it? And it's it, not it, Bond. It, it's compared to Bond so heavily, isn't it? Well, it is because it inspired so much of Casino Royale. And the change oh, yeah. in tone. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. but at the end of the day, it's not British bold. Okay. I suppose, again, I saw it in the cinema because it was 2001. You boys wouldn't have done. Oh, no. Cool, no. No. Oh, jeez. I was no. watching I've been, uh, I've been Toy six. Story and Monsters, Inc. Yeah, same. Oh, well, same, obviously, but <laughs> in my spare was. time, you know, in my that's professional what... time, I was oh, watching nice, The Born yeah. Identity. Um, oh well, I'll stop banging on about it. Jeez, no, 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 you can't, you can't. No, 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 I, I, no, I understand no. the influence. Don't you worry I, I truly, about I truly, that. I truly, I truly no, well no, do. No, 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 you don't, don't put yourself out for me. Honestly, I'm <laughs> I, fine. I, I, anyway, I'll do whatever. But um, <laughs> we see the tumbler in full flow, and it is absolutely phenomenal. It's the most awesome machine, and he uses the jump feature to get back into the cave, and then he puts Rachel down, and he snogs her. Nice. He puts it down. <laughs> puts it down. He likes. That's how he likes him. Uh, no, he. Uh, that's how he likes him. <laughs> I'm sorry, boys. It's hot. Uh, <laughs> at least he finds it hot. Anyway, God. he gives her the antidote because she's uh, obviously she's in a bad way, and this is when he gives her those two vials that Lucius has made. Uh, one is for Gordon, and one is to mass produce. Yeah, <laughs> so, which is nice. Um, I, we, we we must relate to that now in the situation that the planet is in, and it's lovely that straight away, a billionaire that could say you know he could just turn around and sell it. Mm. Why not sell it off? Well, but I mean, no. if he is a billionaire, he's probably all right for cash, isn't he? Well, why not be a trillionaire? Yeah, but he, you know he's not he's <laughs> not into the cash, is he, Bruce? He's not, not into the cash. No. Not into the. Ca- have you seen his house? Have you yeah, seen the That's not his house. He inherited it. It is now. Yeah. Well, so it's his house. It is it, now. Is it like... Yeah, but he didn't buy it. it. No, he's kept it though, hasn't he? He hasn't given it to the local children's charity oh, or an no, orphanage and said, no. look, turn it into an orphanage. I don't need this money. I'll have a bloody two up, two down. That'll sort me out fine. A two up, two that down? Massive it's aircraft not in Coronation carrier. Street. That massive Where? aircraft carrier. Yeah, you can have that actually because I don't really need it other than to drive. Yeah, listen, I've, dri- I've driven it once, I think. I think he that's loves the, <laughs> to be Batman. He doesn't love the cash. If he was in a two up, two down, where could you put the tumbler? All right, park it out the front. Park, park it, it out, out the, the front. 
Imagine that. Honestly, talk to the council. This it's going to take up two spaces. Imagine so you'll that. have to it's get like, two permits, but it's going to take like, up two spaces, like <laughs> both ways, with ways as well. That's it's like a car. It's like saying to the Thunderbirds, "Don't worry about the pool. Put it out the front." I don't even. I've never understood right why okay. the Thunderbirds have a pool when they live on a tiny island and they're surrounded by the sea. Because what are you talking you about a pool that's different water. Yeah, one I un- salt I, water. I, I, I understand, I, but like, surely it's nicer just going. Oh, do you want to go in the pool? Well, no. The, we're literally in the med. Let's well, hold on. go in the sea. If I listen, if I had a choice and someone went, "Hey, do you want to go in the sea where there's loads of like things that can kill you, or do you want to go in this pool?" Well, I'll, I'll take the pool. It's, thanks. It's, no, it's not going to kill them, is it? Because they just would. <laughs> right. <laughs> so in that universe. They literally are like everything that you sell, like the strings and everything. Yeah. Where are the strings going? Oh, to God. <laughs> they they see they they believe that they have overlords in in this universe. <laughs> that they are being you know, it's 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 like the metaphor for God now, you know, that you know, we follow God's path. It's God that grants us everything and stuff like this. In the Thunderbirds universe, it it that's literal. God the gods take you on a path by strings. Not sure where this is going. <laughs> this is bizarre stuff. He asked from the Jeff. question. He I said, did. Where are the strings going? I'm answering it. Weird stuff. So if they climbed up their own strings, I they wouldn't be able they do to. that. Maybe they couldn't do that. No, they could yeah, climb up one of the other one's strings. Be, no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still back as, on the, as soon, the fact. As soon as they're tangled, that's it. Oh my! I hate when that happens. I mean, I don't have that many marionettes, but when it happens, <laughs> I'm oh, still, I tell you, that's all he cares about is jazz and marionettes. <laughs> I'm still back on the fact that Jenks thinks that just because you're made of wood, you wouldn't be utterly destroyed by a shark, or for that you fact, would... water. Yeah, but salt water's got to be better for you. All that chlorine, all that chlorine getting into your wood. Have you heard of wood rot, mate? Are you joking? Look at the Mary Rose. It's a mess. Yeah. Wasn't oh. in a pool, was it? <laughs> Wouldn't get very far. He's right. All right, well, look, look at... Fewer deaths, though. Yeah. All right, look at the Cutty Sark. Cutty Sark's doing beautiful. It's gorgeous. Have you watched Titanic, mate? That's all... Yeah, and that's metal. Look what happened to that. Straight away. Hit a bit Straight of ice. Away. Hit an ice cube. <laughs> went down. Cube. Two and a half Lost. hours. Two and a half hours it went down. Now oh, that shit. is economy. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, what's what's going on with... Thunderbirds. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, we'll yeah. do Thunderbirds another time. Yeah. Uh, he's given Rachel the antidote like and he's given, her, he's given her two vials. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, yeah, Parker is absolutely Michael Caine. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's given, yeah, one for Gordon to have and then one for the everyone else. I find it amazing that, like, there's only two and it's like, oh, this one's for, like, millions of people and this is for one person. A and very this one's strange for, for Gordon because I I just I like you, Gordon. He loves, he does <laughs> I've got love a him. good feeling about you, Gordon. <laughs> I think you're gonna go far. Anyway, uh, Bruce is at his party. He's having a lovely time. They sing the first little bit of Happy Birthday to him. Not too much of it because that would be embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, and he's obviously an absolute like initially he's absolutely fine, but then he meets Liam Neeson and he's like, "Hello, I thought you were dead. Oh no, I thought you were alive, but." You know, with the neighbours. I thought you were alive. 
I thought you were alive. On. And I'm right. Last time I saw you, you were alive. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ducada's got some of his ninja friends with him. And they've come to Bruce's birthday party, which is lovely. Nice to Leonardo see Leonardo and Michelangelo. Raphael. Don't worry about them. No, oh, no right. come on. Keep it real. It's not the 90s anymore. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. And, um, but Ducard says, oh, actually, I'm Ra's That other guy was just, don't worry about him. He was nothing. I nothing mean, at all. So the listeners know, it's not that, it's not, sent, happy birthday to, to, all right. Oh, I thought you were alive. <laughs> actually, I am Rafa. <laughs> There's a Raphael. lot of information being thrown at me right now. <laughs> I yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about that. A teenage mutant ninja turtle. How <laughs> <laughs> the frying pan? <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so Bruce realizes, of course, that they have come to destroy Gotham because that's what they wanted to do all that time. And uh, Bruce says, "Oh." let the guests go go on this is between you and me this has nothing to do with it uh, and Liam Neeson says oh you can explain it to them you go ahead and then Bruce makes this wonderful speech where he's acting all drunk and he's very insulting to everyone and says that they're all you know brown noses and uh, sycophants and all this sort of dreadful thing and that uh, one guy says the apple has fallen very far from the tree Master Wayne that's Christopher Nolan's dad Wow. That guy. Isn't that amazing? Uh, and yeah, they're all very disgusted with him and off they go. And this is when Liam Neeson is like, we know what we're going to do. You remember that poison that Dr. Crane has got? We're going to release that in Gotham and then everyone is going to kill everyone else in their fear of each other. I mean, it's a brutal plan. Absolutely Foolproof. brutal. It's, oh yeah, God, can go wrong. And at the end of the day, if everyone tries to kill each other, there's still going to be some people left. Yeah, but they don't seem worried about that. No. Maybe they get driven insane enough that they won't be a problem. I don't know. Um, but they release all of the inmates out of Arkham because that's what people do. And um, yeah, Razagul gives a little bit of background on the league. And he says that they sacked Rome, they loaded the trade ships with plague rats, they burnt London to the ground. Every time a civilization reaches the pinnacle of its decadence, we return to restore the balance. Gotham's a mess, though. Like, it's hardly the pinnacle of decadence. They're doing a big Thanos thing here, really, though, aren't they? Let, let, like, especially the dialogue and everything like that. This is a Thanos thing to kind of calm everything down. You know, they say it in kind of more of a sacrificial way. Oh, yes, like biblical sort of language. Yeah. That sort of thing. Perfectly balanced, as all <laughs> things should be. <laughs> I mean, it was really bad of Marvel to nick that from them. It really was. And yet, it works so well, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, Bruce, Bruce is like, oh, come on. It's going to be fine. I'll sort it out. Don't worry about that. Just give me a few more days and everything will be absolutely fine. Everything all right, boys? Yeah, I just heard a few. Man, my phone was just going off. Sorry about that. I think that was the baby. Don't worry about that. Pride just agreeing with you. Imagine if you could only speak on one note. That would be so weird. Um, so yeah, they released Doctor Crane as well. They give him back his mask, and they have a little fight, a tiny little fight. Yeah, and they set fire to Wayne Mansion. So his lovely house, which you were having a pop at. His lovely house gets uh, 
burnt to the ground. It does, and Liam Neeson does that cool little walking away shot. With oh the, yeah, with the like the fire in the background, and he's thinking, "God, I look cool." Absolutely. He That's knows he exactly exactly what he looks like. It must be so cool for someone like Liam Neeson, who is a a late bloomer, really, as an actor, like to stardom, yeah. to suddenly have all of these roles, and then after this to go into Taken and stuff like that, and have this sort of renaissance of awesome action roles, you know? Yeah. Having, uh, I mean, he had Schindler's List yonks ago, and then... That is that one in? of the best action films out there. Oh, yeah, to be fair. It's just non-stop, isn't it? <laughs> non-stop. I just goddamn love making lists. Oh. <laughs> it's God. List Man! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on, please. Anyway, yeah, they, they've released all the um, inmates out of Arkham, and Wayne Manor is an absolute mess, and uh, Bruce has got a big old log on him. Oh, Alfred. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he just sometimes he likes it that way. You know? He bloody loves this. Hey, oh. I tell you what, when he wakes up, he's oh. going to be all over this. And Alfred turns up again. He knocks out one of the guards. Does he? Says, he knocks one. Out. He knocks one of them out. He says, "I hope you're not the fire brigade." That's great. And, um, That's really good. Yeah. And he says he's got that line about getting the the big um, timber thing off him. What's he saying? Oh, he says, um, "What's the point of all those bloody press ups if you can't lift a bloody log?" Really what, what, so, why, why is Michael Caine Australian? <laughs> don't don't worry about that. If you can't lift a bloody log. If you can't lift a bloody log, what's the point? <laughs> uh, and they manage to get down in the lift to the back cave. They do that cool thing on the piano. Oh, that's and, um, rad. They have what's, this fireball coming down the lift shaft. Yeah, what's it's really good exciting. is how the whole mansion is literally falling apart around them. And this yeah. is a sort of scene where if they were a few seconds late it's death and so it's really kind of on the edge of your seat sort of thing it's oh yeah so well done absolutely absolutely so well done so well, well done. done uh and Harry, yeah bruce realizes I, I must say. <laughs> what's that boys oh, maybe just a drop of the liquor that would be nice um but yeah they're at the bottom of the elevator shaft now mm. and bruce is like oh well great this is all over I've completely failed and he's despairing and then what does Alfred say and why do we fall sir so that we might better learn to pick ourselves up and then and there's that lovely line again Bruce goes that's not the exact quote my dad said though was it my Alfred. dad said my dad said <laughs> that's really unfortunate you know yeah. <laughs> he just he just calls him that from now on very my unfortunate my dead <laughs> and uh, then we cut away to the narrows which is this dreadful part of Gotham City. Don't, don't worry about that noise. <laughs> and uh, Rachel gives Gordon the antidotes, which is good. Mm-hmm. And they raise the bridges to stop people escaping, which is just brutal heavy. stuff, really. Yeah, absolutely very heavy. And, um, oh, do you remember who we uh, who we see? And we've already seen at this point, we see Jack Gleason. speaking of Game of Thrones, Joffrey is in this film. Oh my is God, he? yes, he is. Isn't that amazing? He's the little, uh, the little kid, isn't he? It's you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> is it you? Yeah. C- cool. And he turns up again here. And uh, Rachel manages to save Joffrey. Oh, what was she Why? thinking? Let him, let him die then. Dreadful. And uh, Rachel's about to shoot uh, a whole load of people around them. And they are saved by Batman. Batman has decided to save the day as he loves to, you know. And he goes uh, goes off above. 
the way that he does flying around all over the shop and Rachel says you could die at least tell me your name and then Bruce says it's not who I am underneath <laughs> but what I do that defines me so he and she's was like, played, it doesn't sound like you but he was played by the cookie monster which is great <laughs> To be fair, have you have you seen the uh, college humor skit? That after he says that, she goes, "What, Bruce?" And he's like, "No, I'm the Batman." Yeah, but I only said that line to one person, Bruce Wayne. So, uh, oh yeah, I I know him. He said that to me before, and I thought, what a great line! I'll say that um when I when I go out. Hmm. I don't think he would just tell people <laughs> that lie. <laughs> it's so good. I love that. Oh, it's cracking, you know. Um, but yeah, Bruce has revealed himself to Rachel. Not in a weird way, but like, he's revealed Have a look his identity. At <laughs> oh, you're going to love this. Look at this log. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman's zooming up above. Of course, he's got that awesome um, static fiber mesh thing that he uses for his wings which again is a real thing which exists in the in the real world it's awesome it's not exactly it's the way they use it in the film but it's based on that technology so incredibly cool and um, yeah they're going to use the train monorail 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 they're going to use the monorail to uh, just to cart this emitter all over the city and uh, set off the uh, to evaporate all the water I mean it's mental we should probably take a moment to talk about the issue with the emitter which is that it would kill people incredibly quickly because obviously humans are made up of lots of water. But, yeah, we, listen, you know... That's fine details. We'll sort that out. Yeah, I mean, don't maybe, worry about that. Maybe you could say if it's, like, inside an organic material, then that kind of shields it or get away with something like that. Maybe. So you, you want to put them, the emitter inside organic material? No, no. As, as in the water isn't ripped out of you right I see don't, because, don't worry about that boys because because you have organic oh baby Yoda's back everyone baby say. Yoda's back <laughs> this is why I did all those baby Yoda gags just to get people ready for this moment yeah perfect this baby's let's, woken up for his feed let's hear what he says man. son of a <laughs> what the hell when, we, when you're invited to speak you're silent I don't understand it anyway but uh, Batman oh. is... Okay, there he is. <laughs> Batman's zooming around up above and he finds Raj Ghul and they've got the microwave emitter there and he's like, that's mine! Give it back! And they have this fabulous fight on the subway. I'm just so angry! All the time. <laughs> oh, listen, boys. That's the Batmobile outside, making a oh, racket. And they have a... They, um, <laughs> the Batmobile. Ruddy kids. <laughs> That's in Batman Forever when Robin nicks the Batmobile. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh, he's a rascal, isn't he? Just awful. Uh, okay. <laughs> and they have a fight on the train. And the fight is good. It's not as good as the training sort of montage, but it's a nice yeah. little setting for a good fight. A good old fight. And meanwhile, uh, Gordon is in the tumbler, and he's got the very... Don't worry about that, boys. <laughs> That was the that was the baby's ass. Let's go put. We can't have that on the pod. Hold on. Did it just himself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God's sake. The noise. Wait. Dreadful. Did he actually just himself? He's a baby. Of course he did. That's what they do. 
Well, not all the time. That isn't the purpose of that. No, well, we've been on this pub for a while and he's not done it. But That's he's woken up and he's having some food, so he's relaxed. To be, and, to be fair to him, by the end of the pod, I have normally always <laughs> myself. So. <laughs> Boys, yeah. I've honestly just whap my face I saw that I didn't know what Did was you? going on right this is what happened know. okay he went to take his headphones off smacked himself in the face your kid <laughs> himself asking what was going on like, I was talking my hair was tangled in the bloody headphones my I was like hair. Jesus Christ and then it flipped back and like a, the hard part it flipped back like that and just got me right in the temple <laughs> everything alright now I heard that there's a spot in your temple a microscopic spot that if you push it you die three days later <laughs> oh wow do keep us posted won't you just instantly kills you <laughs> uh, and Gordon is in the tumbler and he's racing around all over the shop and he's gonna uh, he has to destroy the um, the monorail 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 the uh, the what would you even call them the plinths the stands the things that hold the damn track yeah, yeah. up and he has to shoot them out so it will come tumbling down because it's gonna go to Wayne Tower which is at apparently at the direct centre of Gotham and it's where the waterworks are as well. Lucky this that, bizarre game of Monopoly that they're playing. <laughs> and um, that's going to be that's going to be the point that, you know, that does the most damage. So that's where it's going. And it's at this point where he defeats Ra's al Ghul in single combat. And he says that, uh, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. It's, a, it's an interesting one. Batman doesn't kill, but Basically, does yeah, it does <laughs> right? <coughs> I mean, yeah. It's like if it's we're like honest, passive, it's like passive killing, isn't it? It's like if I drop someone off a roof, I haven't killed them, but it's the fall the f- that will kill you. Yeah, yeah. The floor killed him. Yeah, damn that floor! I begged it not to. Arrest the floor. Which is yeah, arrest the floor. Yeah, arrest. Jacks, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was thinking of. I told you that temple thing. Arrest that, arrest that man and, and lock, lock him away. Him away. <laughs> Johnny English. That was that was a line. I, I am thinking a little slower because half my brain has just been. Whacked. You are. You've slowed down a bit, you know. But don't worry about that. But anyway, Batman has that awesome escape from the train where he blows out the back and. Um, no, I didn't say anything weird. It was absolutely fine. <laughs> You're thinking about the baby blowing out the back. Yeah. Well, he nice. did do that. He did do that. Do you uh, think? Yeah. Let, let, let's be honest here. Do you think Batman's got a nappy on or something? Oh, he's not in it for that, that long, is he? He must. Well, if if no, he's what? out, and no. he, he, what if he gets like captured, and then they keep him there for like forty-eight hours? Like they've got him like locked up there. Yeah, but usually, yeah. if that ha- even if, if that happened to a normal person, they're not going to go. Do you need the toilet? Yeah, yeah, but you, you, you're still gonna. What about the logistics? How would he do it if he had the suit on? Would he have to be completely naked to go to the toilet, or is there a flap? Flap. Or yeah. does it? You know, is there a, a mechanism? Am I right to think that Iron Man has got a mechanism? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. So Batman doesn't have that mechanism because he's not quite as advanced. So he's got a flap. We've we've acknowledged that. Oh, he's got a now, flap, all right. Is the flap a weakness? Could someone unbutton that flap and then, you know, jab him? What? Yeah. Get in. I'll find out. I'll find out. <laughs> Breach. <laughs> yeah. If you can get inside, you can find his weakness. I find out. I'd Journey like... to the centre of the Batman. <laughs> I've Googled it. There we are. That's the what sequel. have you found? 
journey to the center of the Baba. Okay. When Batman Come on, Jenks, this is important. Okay, so yeah, someone <laughs> asked the question, when Batman is on night patrol, uh, where does go the bathroom? That's, that's, <laughs> nice. that's what the person says. Batman knows the bathrooms of Gotham. Gotham. Oh, Gotham. Come on. Batman knows the bathrooms of Gotham that can be accessed through a window from a dark alley. <laughs> So we can be in and out without anyone seeing them. <laughs> That's literally what it says. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Wait, is he weeing through the window or does he go in through I'm the window? I'm guessing he just jumps through the window, goes to the toilet and jumps out. Can you imagine that? Going to a public toilet. Uh, this is taken. <laughs> this is taken. If so, if some, someone's oh, in there already and suddenly this massive person with this black suit jumps on top of them whilst you're like in between a crap. Jesus Christ, what's going so on? In, in between a what? A crap. In between a oh, crap. In, in the middle, in the middle. Yeah, never heard that before. Oh, Jake's so everything alright? It's murder trying to find a toilet at this hour. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell. That was a little laugh there from the bab there. Yeah, he loved that. Didn't he? <laughs> he did love it. He thought he going to bomb. Oh. One of the two. Um, but yeah, essentially, Batman beats Ra's al Ghul yeah. and Liam Neeson dies. It's a real shame because he's a really cool character. But um, he's, he's, he's very content to die at the end. Do you remember he goes into his Darth Maul meditation pose and the train plummets off and... I always wonder about this. It goes, uh, it crashes into Wayne Tower. It takes out a lot of columns. Yeah. An awful lot of columns. And yet the tower seems absolutely fine. So you're thinking of support. I'm thinking of support. Mm. Right. right. How is it still okay, that tower? I mean, let's be honest. In, <laughs> um, in, in modern day buildings especially the sigh from prayer especially oh owned, god <laughs> especially go. owned by a billionaire um th- there's going to be metal frame brackets there metal he doesn't like that mate <laughs> there's there's going to be um big fat metal frame brackets probably covered in concrete as well what about uh, tarmac inside that tarmac t- tar- tarmac would be ridiculous um, right, just perked up it's, it's proven. So Tarmac. I, I, I believe, you know, there's so many houses you look at with all these columns and stuff like that. They can be held up with one or two of them. Because I, because the skeleton of the house is, you know, it it's house or tower. You know, is is um is held by some really great framing. Really top quality work. Yeah. Sorry, do you have any idea what you're talking about? Oh, I am so lost. <laughs> yeah. But I have a follow-up question to this. We are doing a podcast on grand designs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had a smack in the head and he's all over the place. Uh, I have a follow-up question. So the, we've seen uh, Rosagul is dead and everything's fine now. So they get... Where's go, his support? <laughs> the, <laughs> we get the epilogue of the whole tale um, at Wayne Manor. Mm. This stone house... Mm-hmm. It's like reduced to the foundations by fire. Yeah. Where was the support for that? So let's be honest, um, and let's be truthful about this. So his house looks very old. So you're you're talking wooden brackets here. This is you know. Are you no? It's made of stone. Yeah, yeah, it's made of stone. But always inside, there's going to be wooden brackets. You need brackets. You can't just bring in 
stone brackets. That's ridiculous. You put the brackets in, you then cover it. You cover it in stone. That's how ben. it works. Look what you've done that's to Ben. <laughs> Look how a... disinterested he is in what you're talking but about. That, 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 I'm, just, I'm just still looking up um, how Batman goes to the toilet, to be honest. I'm on that have one you, have still. You found, have you found the answer that I got? I got the same article as you, mate, to be honest. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's a real shame. I'm, I'm really angry because the years of preparation people have had to come up with something good, and that's what they come up with, you know? Yeah, they can just jump through windows at night. Oh, I mean, we've all weak. been there. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is it is weak it's, that's weakness absolutely that's weakness maybe weakness <laughs> that's weakness now um look we're at the end boys I hope I've answered both your questions you sort of have <laughs> I'm I'm not delighted with the way it's been answered but it's fine yeah but obviously uh Bruce has revealed to Rachel that he's Batman and she has that little moment where she's like no 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 this is your mask your real face is the one, the criminal sphere. Uh, and she gives him a smooch, which is nice. We like to see a good old smooch. And she says, you know, maybe he's out there someday. They're not going to get together. They're just going to have a little smooch. And yeah, she says I find that, this weird. She's not down for it. No, she says, maybe when Gotham no longer needs Batman, I'll get the old Bruce back. So it's a bit like, oh. But you just said that the real Bruce... Is Batman. Is Batman. So pretty much you want the fakeness back then. The truth is, she just wants Tom Cruise. She does. She so just cool. wants Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Nightmare. But uh, Bruce says that he's going to rebuild Wayne Manor just like it was before, brick for brick, which really is, I mean, it's it's quite an undertaking. Yeah. This yeah. unbelievable mansion that really was ripped down incredibly quickly by fire. Where I think was he was riding the high. <laughs> Don't worry about him. I think he was <laughs> riding the high of the victory a bit too much and kind of, you know, yeah. bit off more than he could chew there. Yeah, I, he, I mean, he, said, right. he said yeah. things, you know, that maybe aren't yeah. possible. I think in the morning he's going to be like, mm, I wish I hadn't said that now. Yeah, because yeah. Ra- Rachel's going to come back in like a year or so and be like, oh, I can't wait to see it all. Yeah, and it's just like a greenhouse or something that he's built. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, come in. Come in, I've got a thermos of tea here. <laughs> She's like, oh, wow, it's just the same. <laughs> Lovely. Ridiculous. Great. Uh, but in our final scene, we've got uh, Lieutenant Gordon. Lieutenant with- Dan! Okay. <laughs> And they've now got the new the bat signal in place, yeah, which is great. They, you know, they're a big fan of Batman now, and they want to be able to call on him for any old problem. And uh, he says, "Oh, we've got a lot of work to do because we've got all the inmates of Arkham on the streets." And uh, he says that someone else has popped up as well, and hands him a Joker's card, which does foreshadow the next film. But at the time, they hadn't entirely decided it was going to be the Joker. <laughs> it was just a little um, wink and a nudge. But of course, we discover that we discover the Joker in the next film, and he's utterly awesome. And then we have the final two lines, which uh, I never said thank you, and you'll never have to. Great, great lines. <laughs> the way you I say mean... it, the way you say it is even better. <laughs> and you'll never have to. That's a bit Anthony Hopkins. I think. Yeah. Oh, you'll never have to, boy. <laughs> I'll be back in the valleys now. And boys. Oh, <laughs> that is the first instalment in the Dark Knight trilogy, Batman Begins. Excellent. Excellent. Big film. Big film. There we go, eh? There we go. Right. I'm Monumentous. Gonna, I'm gonna jump straight into it. Yeah, do it. Right. Let's get these uh these dinkles done then. Dinkles down. For the di- for the DC world, 
for Batman Begins. Uh, Chris Dinkles, please, for this. Four and a half. Straight in. Boom, yeah. bang, and ban. I think it's a great film. I think it's such a strong opening into um, into this new universe of Batman. Performances are unbelievable. The actors are unbelievable. I think the writing's great. All the effects are great. Design of it is awesome. It's o- the only that I know what's to come that stops me giving it five. Uh, you're doing a prior. I am doing a bit of a prior. But it's not it's not a perfect film. Mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. it's, you know, compared to what's come before in the Batman world, it's a different animal yeah. completely. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna move on to uh, uh, uh Ben Pryner. Oh Ben, uh, yeah. Our resident Ben Pryor. Um yeah, this is four dinkles for me. Um I it's very close to being four and a half. Um maybe when I was younger, this would have been a five dinkle film, absolutely. So tell me why you're going for. Um, yeah, I'm doing a Chris Weeks. I'm afraid I just know what's to come. Um, but I think there's some elements that I don't know just are a bit meh. Some things are a bit boring in some places. Yeah, I'm afraid to what, say. Lo- like what? Uh, well. Maybe it's more there's some parts of the dialogue when I that I was watching it when what you know when I remembered watching it of course that didn't really hook me as much. Oh no! Um, but you no, know, this is an excellent film. This is absolutely a really good film, and I'm just being nitpicky because I'm not giving it a five, and I have to give it a reason. Um, but uh, yeah, the way that you've told this film is pretty much exactly how I remembered it from when way back when I was a wee little Ben. Okay, um, and I really really did enjoy it especially this rendition from Chris Weeks well done mate oh wow thanks yeah. what would you give this rendition in terms of Dinkles oh, I was a five straight five absolutely <sighs> then that's all that matters to be yeah, fair yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. very 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 good rendition hey now that is what I like to hear uh, Jenks come on then I'm going to jump you? straight in with a uh, a 4.5 oh, oh thank god for that I, uh, sanity reigns <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch this uh, tomorrow I mean, well, no, no I wish you watched it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to watch this tomorrow because I forgot how bloody good this film is. Um, so IMDb Rotten Tomatoes. We'll jump in with those quickly before we leave mm. all your ears. Should we place our bets? Yeah. What, what do you think it is? I think IMDb. they gave it 85. percent Oh, I was going to say 8.7 on IMDb. That's my guess. Okay, let's let's go Rotten first. Uh, for the critics or for the audience. Uh, critics uh, 76 uh, Ben I, I went 85 uh, Prior is off by 1% it's 84 <gasps> wow strong S- very strong big fans big fans of Rotten Tomatoes are. Uh, and over to IMDB oh I said 8.6 yeah it's got to be around there let's say 8 it's 8.2. Oh, interesting. So it is pretty much in between, like, me and you, Chris, and, and prior there with, with our 4 and 4.5s, really. It's yeah. Yeah. Which is fair, because you wouldn't give it 9... I mean, I know we gave it 4.5, but, like, mm. a 9 out of 10, it's like, oh, my God. Yes. It's, we needed to give that, that, that extra little uh, nudge upwards, but 9 out of 10 is slightly different. Yeah. And I know what's to come with The Dark Knight 
in terms of IMDb because it was rated as one of the top three films of all time yeah. for years and years and years. It's about to get real big. Oh, it's yeah, huge. Unbelievable to, stuff. Uh, the IMDb life. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Sorry, my mouse is just completely dis- di- disconnected. Oh, it doesn't matter, mate. Don't have to apologise. Yeah. Are you using your mouse a lot at the moment? Well, I was just trying to look through review. There we go. Um, so I've got a couple of reviews here. Uh, oh, yeah. This is from this is from Rolling Stone. Big shout out to Rolling Stone. Uh, Nolan's Whee. too good for bat business as usual. His secret for making Batman fly is as basic as black. Keep it real. It's not very nice. I don't know Keeping if that's real. trying to be nice or not. Uh, the most thorough film ever made about the origins of the caped crusader and his quest to bring justice to Gotham City. Gotham City! That's, that's, a, that's a very nice one. So yeah, there we go, boys. Bang, Strong we're straight reviews. in there. We're straight in there. Well, this has been lovely to be back. Yeah. You've, in, you've enjoyed yourself, have you? I've, 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 I've had a lovely time. Have you guys had a, a nice time? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> we haven't, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Hey, look. Good, good well. Hey, Chris. We've, we've really enjoyed ourselves. Me and my child. Mm-hmm. Nice. He's Listen, now he, fast asleep, of course. <laughs> he only pooed himself once. I mean... Yeah. Mm. That's pretty good. It's really good. And he provided, you know, a running commentary of noises. Uh, running. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's sort of like... Yeah. yeah it was good. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. Just the, the occasional little remark, you know. Just like to let that. us know that he's got an opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so, what they're uh, like, though, don't you? These kids at this age. Oh, they're all the same. They they're think they know same. everything. Oh, so, he just moved. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like so, that. <laughs> so we've entered a new universe. Obviously, the Marvel Universe is about to open up this weekend again. Oh, my God. Is um, it this weekend? With oh, the yeah. Loki. Loki. Loki's coming out. Um, I don't know if you guys have been watching Bad Batch. No, I've not at yeah. all. It's fantastic, is it? Yeah, I, really, I did. Really I did. I, I I did say that. Isn't Bad Batch like an hour an episode? <laughs> we no, we did this, and no, you went. Anymore. I haven't got time for that. I absolutely have not got time for that. Not anymore. Very it's, busy man. It's twenty minutes an episode now. I've got time for that. I'm in. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that's coming out. Uh, and also, we're doing a a little special, aren't we? Well, we might be. We got to see how our schedules, you know, plan out. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, busy people. I can't bring the baby there. Well, maybe I can. I mean, yeah, it, it worked now. It did just about. I mean, it took a bit of time to get going, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and the, the special will be about something special. Special, eh? What's the most special? I don't want just, to give it that. away to our listeners. No, no, don't, 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 don't. Um, but yeah, we need to finish off. Okay, the, uh, we're finally doing Nanny McPhee. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Big film, big film. Gonna take to a while. That was a great film. But, ladies and gentlemen, I've been AJ Jenks, and I've been here with Benjamin Prier and Christopher Weeks and Chester Weeks. I love it. Lovely. I love it. Add to throw him in. Add to throw, throw him, him on the floor. You D- leave him alone. Throw him on the floor. <laughs> Poor sleeping. Tell child. him the line. Right, so that's... Why do we fall? <laughs> that would be so sweet. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. the line or your child? Maybe both. That line's so sweet. Oh, man, <laughs> that line gets me every time. God.
Damn. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We've been 8 Days a Geek. Please do check out all our social media. Do check out our mini-series on YouTube. Check out everything. If you want to buy a T-shirt, go and buy a T-shirt. Uh, all the quotes that are on the T-shirts are from podcasts from last year. But but um, just go and listen to them and you'll get the quote and then buy, buy a T-shirt that says you like to choke, man. Why not? People do that. So <laughs> oh, Those were the days. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we've been AJ... <laughs> Oh, he's done it again. I can't believe Not again. it. again. Unbelievable. Oh, so close. Almost smashed, smashed that. Someone else finish this off. Finish us off. We've been AJ D. Oh, no. Oh, I was just thinking <laughs> that someone's actually bought a t shirt from us that says, I choke men. Yeah. Yeah. And That's they've actually right. been paid for. Yeah. Well, I choke yeah, so men. Oh. It's a classic. Cheers, it, everyone. Is. That's it, is it? Give oh, it a wasn't bit, bit of not the best ending. Yeah. All right. of, Cheers, Big Is. <laughs> is that, it's not better. Is that a bit of gusto, you know, this is the end, full stop kind of thing. We'll see you next week, folks. Uh, have a blinding one. <sighs> That's okay. better. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, hey, geekaroos, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Um... See you later, big is. Is that okay? Ben, you're such a loser. Oh. I ain't got nothing.